Hello and welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. It is the 5th of November, 2021. This is episode 65. I am your host, Michael Debs. Joining me as always, Danko Suvin from the Instagram handle at DankDeluz. Not joining us this week and concerningly so, uh, John the producer from the Instagram handle at uh, DiscoPathic. We're not sure where John is, and this isn't a shitpost or a joke. Uh, we hope he's okay, and if he hears this, because I'm sure he listens to the podcast whenever he goes missing. <laughs> <laughs> no time to joke, but I'm still throwing him in there. Uh, but yeah, we hope he's okay, and uh, hopefully he'll be back for the next episode in uh, better or worse uh, worse shape than, than we left him last time we had him on here. Um, Danko, how are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm fine. Oh. I'm fine. But, but John, if, if you can hear us. John, please come home, John. <laughs> please come home. <laughs> um, if you can hear us in the future or you're bugging us. Yeah. Um, which he might be, he could be bugging us. He could also be in the future. Do you think John was a fed this whole time? He, he might be a glowy. Yeah. He's like too, I mean, he literally he's too ideal. He literally glows in all of his right like lighting setups. He glows. Uh he's just like I don't know. He's he's too perfect. There's something something going on with that guy. Something going on. Something uh, going no, but uh, gen- he worked for the military. Genuinely we uh we actually don't know where he is. Um so <laughs> enough of that, I guess. Uh yep. I'm doing okay. You didn't ask, but I'll, I'll just go ahead and throw it out. Well, there. I'm thinking about our friend. Yeah. Well, so, I'm also a friend. Uh, I guess. I mean, you're... everyone. You know, this is like a some... union bashing thing, where it's like <laughs> we're actually family here at the yeah. Benzo Rehab Dungeon, so in we want this, to keep that open door in policy. This Benzo Rehab Dungeon, we don't, uh, we don't forget our friends unless we we're... don't let solidarity stand in our way <laughs> yeah, we don't stand. um and then you know we also live by the the ancient roman adage uh, which mm. is a man that chases two rabbits catches neither so you have to decide that's true um, that's true anyways i'm doing great uh this was my my last day of work at uh at the city inshallah um, i think uh next week i may go into uh some specifics on why uh local government is uh kind of failing uh in a lot of ways um i don't know how endemic this is to uh to the greater scope of america uh but i assume a lot of issues uh kind of apply to a lot of circumstances um just in like the federal level of things that we had to deal with um and, and i somehow doubt that most local government is uh 
dealing with the inefficiency and nepotism or anything like that. Oh, okay. Well, that, <laughs> you clearly have a much better view of the world than I do. <laughs> um, it's just yeah. your town. Uh, so, so maybe, maybe next episode I'll put together something that kind of goes into, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of good ideas that get thrown out there that functionally don't work because uh, most cities are underfunded or the resources just aren't available. It's applying like a cookie cutter to a dough that uh, isn't really consistent. You know, every city is a little bit different um, and trying to fit within these parameters doesn't always work. Uh, so um, there's also some personal issues I had with, with how things are being run, but I'll try to stay away from that and stick more to the, uh, the, uh, the functional uh, systemic issues that, that I noticed in, in government and part of why ultimately I felt like even if the personal issues I had with my management worked out, I still wouldn't want to work there anymore. Um, so that'll probably be next episode. Um, we're also scheduling, uh, working on scheduling with, uh, with Teddy again um, yeah. for, for some more uh, sure. Russian, Russian history. Episode 12 of Peter the Great. <laughs> All roads lead back to Peter the Great, is, <laughs> is what I've learned so far. A great guy. So uh, this this episode is going to be about, um, I've, I've got it tentatively titled, uh, The Cheesiest Goddamn Dystopia. Um, and basically how uh, the, the billionaire class, the ruling class is... <laughs> kind of competing to lead us down which whichever like shitty dystopic road they they can uh they can manage to get us all into um we'll be we'll be going into that later what i wanted to start us out with though is uh jordan peterson getting absolutely thrashed um by uh what's his name again um oh man doesn't have his name here oh hans georg muller there you go um yeah, he runs the the YouTube account uh, Carefree Wandering. It's a very good, uh, very good little series of talks on philosophy, in my opinion. Um, but he did a actual academic as well. Yeah, actual uh, academic philosophy. Has published some interesting work mm -hmm. uh, talking about Taoism mm -hmm. and uh, identity and all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, very good stuff. I highly recommend uh, you take a look at it. <laughs> you being the uh, the listener. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh he did a, I, I wanted uh, <laughs> to turn that to like a, a fake conflict, but yeah. You don't think I know, but I uh, wanted to nip that in the bud because I saw that coming a mile <laughs> you away. You saw the twinkle buddy. in my eye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you get a scrape in the shark tank, like, oh god, better cover that up. <laughs> um so uh he did a he did a video on Jordan Peterson's uh kind of like uh ideology basically uh which is funny because and and i think he points this out in the video a couple of times jordan peterson you know famously says stuff like abandon your ideology um but he obviously himself has an ideology because everybody has an ideology unless you're yeah. like a lobotomized fucking uh invalid like i don't know staring at a blank wall all day you know? A reminder from Altuzer that uh, those who see themselves as being outside of ideology are generally the ones most deeply entrenched in it. 
which uh which rings very true in jordan peterson's case yes uh so jordan... all the free speech warriors were <laughs> yeah. like you can say anything you want then i'll say anything you want now they're trying to ban books in texas it's pretty interesting yes dude do we have that list are we gonna go over that uh we'll go over that another time probably it's so maybe, fucking maybe we funny. can tie that into the government thing uh, and why government yeah. is just like so fucking oh, flawed right now that list is so good though I it, is, say. it is a good list um so jordan peterson responded in the comments of the first video uh that that uh Mueller did on jordan peterson um i would classify this as a meltdown i think Mueller is a little bit uh, more more uh forgiving uh to to how jordan peterson responds um so so we'll we'll look at jordan peterson's response to the uh to the video and then uh, at at the end of this particular uh, response to the to the response, um, um, there, there's an epic burn. Uh, mm. So let's just go ahead and roll it. Thank you very much, Dr. Peterson, for responding to the video that we did on you and that characterized you as a mirror of wokeism. Um, in this video, I pointed out that today's society is characterized by a conflict between two opposite wings of the same civil religion. One wing is wokeism, the other wing is represented by you. But you weren't happy with this and you asked me a question. So I'm going to try to answer the question now. Jordan Peterson complained about a number of things in the video we did. And number one, he said that I misunderstood or oversimplified his thought and especially regarding his core idea of the sovereign can, can you uh, and then secondly yeah. can you can you go go back like three seconds so we can read to the listener uh the comment i think he's going to read it oh is he going to okay. yeah i think okay. he's going to read it but if he does it's very good yeah if, if he doesn't read it in a couple of seconds we can go back okay. Okay. he was unhappy that i unduly highlighted his anger and thirdly he thought i was straw manning him as doing self-help and depicting this genre somewhat negatively. Then uh, he didn't like that I was framing him, to quote him, as if what I am doing is a Baudrillard-esque spectacle. On top of that, he also found that I depreciated his take on Nietzsche as outdated and unscholarly. Then he asked the question. He said, uh, it seems that you are saying, me, all we offer to the world is something akin to an approval-seeking set of false selves with nothing genuine at the bottom. I ask you in all seriousness, is that a philosophy or is it a confession? Mm. Now, I want to address all of these points. Uh, do you want to read all these? or No, but I, I will point out one thing, uh, which is just that he... Um, I mean, first off, he he writes the exact same way he speaks, and yes. I think that rules. And uh, first of all, and... you claim as realistic and contradiction, contradistinction to my yeah, naivety. Not... <laughs> your conclusion that we all offer to the world is something akin to an approval-seeking set of false selves with nothing genuine at the bottom. Yeah. Right, and it's it, but but the uh, the the best part about this to me is that the. One of the first things he mentions is like how how he feels shitty about being called self-help, but yeah, also that I mean, self-help his... isn't all that bad. Well, and, and but... also, you know, 
to to take umbrage with you know being called self-help when you have two books one is titled 12 rules for life the other one being 12 more rules for life right right and it's like it would when, when you're speaking to someone that is really into defending peterson the thing that they always fall back on is he's great self-help yeah he's helped a lot of people Right. Like, because my, the, the standard argument that I always end up having, which is why I don't really have it anymore, is, hey, Jordan Peterson bad. Yeah. What bad about Jordan Peterson? Jordan Peterson no say anything good. And then they say, well, he no say any good philosophy because he no philosophy. He, he self-help. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, so this idea of like throwing, yeah, that, that, that was awesome. But also the way he started all of this was the the way that all, all of these debates begin, but it's like the perfect way of just summing up Jordan Peterson's response to everything, which is, you clearly have absolutely no idea what I think. Yeah. <laughs> because no one does. No one has any idea what he actually thinks. <laughs> that is, that is uh, you know, an ironic thing for him to say. Uh, because one of my criticisms of Jordan Peterson that I frequently bring up is he has no fucking idea what he's saying most of the time. Yeah. You can't define any of my philosophical systems because yeah. I cannot offer them. <laughs> <laughs> because I also cannot define them, right? right. Uh, so that's that's the intro. Um, I recommend, you know, if, if you're interested in this kind of beef, this beef between based Muller and jordan b peterson the what uh, kind of breads are they if there's beef in between them man come on dude don't do that (laughs) no we got what what kind of breads are they peterson is like uh peterson is bleached white nickel bleached white yeah okay okay and then Muller is uh okay actually yeah maybe like a whole grain wheat i was gonna say like a, a a rye i think i just have like rye oriented breads on my mind Right that, that does seem like where most yeah. of this is coming from. <laughs> a drive for just bread hungry. rather than a drive yeah. for, for defining these men as bread. Uh, so let's right. let's go ahead and skip ahead to so so during this whole video, he basically just like points out why Jordan Peterson's little uh, uh, little meltdown here is wrong. Uh, he backs it up with things Jordan Peterson has said. And then I think at some point he does kind of basically also say it is kind of hard to pin him down on like what he actually believes though. Cause he says different things all the time, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But at the end uh, he does this just disastrous burn. Like, I don't think Jordan Peterson's ever going to come back to this guy um, because this is just, I would be insulted if someone said this to me and I know know it's not true. Like if they said it about me, but I would just be like, dude, fuck you. Like, fuck you forever. This guy kind of rules too, because he's like, he's so he's nonchalant. He's generally, yeah. He's like so sweet and mellow and stuff for the most part, but occasionally he like really puts the dagger in somewhere and it's, yeah, it's fun. Those, those Germans are very calculating. (laughs) (laughs) So so here's here's his burn at the end. He he uh, he did another video uh, to the person that he's going to allude to, um, which was interesting. Be it in the form of a profile or of sovereign individuality. Now let me conclude with a footnote on Nietzsche. Yes, I do believe that. 
Peterson's take on Nietzsche is somewhat inaccurate. And I don't think it reflects the breadth of Nietzsche's ideas very well. I personally prefer PewDiePie's take on Nietzsche. <laughs> I expected it to be more highbrow, but... I mean, I mean, like any other video, there would be rap air horns going off. Oh, like yeah. Oh, that's awesome. The, that's the good. gif of the, the kids that are going like, oh. Maybe um, that was just a dog whistle and he prefers racism. <laughs> no, he, he did. A, he did. A, PewDiePie apparently decided to do a video on Nietzsche for some reason. That's funny. And okay. So, of course he did. Of course he did. Um, one of Mueller's things with this whole YouTube project is like figuring out <sighs> how he can like um, game the system basically to get like a bunch more views than he probably should get. <laughs> so he responds to like every prominent like YouTuber that like is doing anything about philosophy. Right. Um. So yeah, man, he, I should start responding to him. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what, <laughs> just clout chase the clout chaser. Hell yeah. Um, there's a Jordan Peterson video that I. I don't have the heart to watch it anymore, I think. I kind of want it, though. I want it now. All right. If you can't do it. But but for real, though, when is uh, when do you think Miller is going to uh, finally respond to Mama PS5? <laughs> has, has Mama PS5? <laughs> is, I, I, I honestly don't know if this is a joke or like Mama PS5 actually did something. Uh, I mean, it's both. It's both. Yeah, we, can, and... we can carry on. <laughs> that guy do like to beef yeah uh so this is jordan peterson on joe rogan's um <laughs> podcast doing some some fucking great math to begin with and then gaslighting the entire world oh <laughs> yeah um we love to see it so let's just let's just go right into it i guess well, let's assume your time's worth 50 bucks an hour. That's $2,000 a week you're wasting. It's $100,000 a year. How much better would your life be if you weren't wasting $100,000 a year? It's like, what is that over 40 years? $4 million. It's like, you're rich. You don't even know it. Quit wasting time by your own definition. It's like people shake their heads. Like, oh, I never thought about it that way. It's like, yeah, think about it that way. Don't waste your damn life. And then you think, well, why would people be resistant to that message? It's like, well, you really want to wake up and figure out that you're wasting half your life. And you know, when people do that kind of waste, Thing, they actually hate it, you know, and I've had lots of people come to my clinical practice who were chronic procrastinators, you know, and so they're watching YouTube videos say, but, but not ones that are good for them, although sometimes they will do that, but just browsing in that kind of mindless way that you do when you're not paying attention and you're trying to kill time. People doing that, they feel bad, they get depressed, they feel anxious, they can't get away from it, they feel kind of quasi-addicted. That's or what they they're do saying it. about social media yeah. now, it's yeah. a huge sure. issue with young kids. Absolutely, but there's this feeling of kind of internal rot and corruption yes. that goes along with it. It's like, yeah, well, you're wasting your life. It's like, so it's painful. It's painful to recognize that. Then it's painful to think, oh my God, look how undisciplined I am. I don't know anything. I can't use a schedule. I can't stick to a calendar. I don't have any aims. I don't know anything about the world, right? And maybe there's a part of me that's bitter because I, I haven't got everything already. And I'd like just like to say to hell with it. That's the recognition of the union shadow. That's what makes you vicious and, and untrustworthy. All of that. No one wants to look at that and no bloody wonder. But hey, the alternative is worse. So, so what what, do you, what is your yeah what's your take on that? Uh, mostly mostly the the economic first half of it, which is uh, your time yeah. is worth uh, fifty bucks an hour, uh, which 
I don't know. I've been in a professional field for quite some time and I'm not, I'm not making that uh, per hour. Right. With that, that's actually the, that's the one qualm I have with this as well, but it's kind of in the opposite direction where I think that everyone's time is worth at least that. Uh, and, and it's just a really good way of exposing how you shouldn't actually be the middle, middle manager at a Chili's. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. For sure. For sure. No, I, I or, or just be, we, you know, uh, alienated. Agree, we both agree that yeah. Yeah, yeah. our time is worth more than what we're actually given, right. but he's saying, Hey, your time's worth this much. Why aren't you just making it happen? And it's like, well, bro, there's like a whole like system of economics that forces yeah. us into less than we're worth because we had to get by on like basic subsistence until we can find something where we're like, Hey, I can save yeah, exactly. pennies here and there. Um, right. And my, go my ahead. time is worth $50 an hour, but it sucks that the market demands I sell it for seven fifty. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. you know, he's saying your time's worth $50 an hour. You're wasting $2,000 per week. And I guess he's, considering that you know all this free time you have laying about you're supposed to be somehow working a job that gives you 50 dollars an hour which doesn't exist i don't know of any jobs like except for you yeah. know high tier uh sort of like upper management or or like a small business owner level kind of shit yeah he, um, he's talking about a salaried position and and assuming that it only takes up 40 hours a week <laughs> right yeah exactly um or that you know just anybody can walk into that salaried position as well right. yeah. um and then you know of course the math is like oh so you know two thousand dollars a week that's a hundred thousand dollars a year and in four years you could be a fucking millionaire or something you know like so um <clears throat> just all of that i mean he's obviously yeah. right about like the doom scrolling and stuff like that but that's such a like basic like hey being addicted to technology is like an escape and it's probably not a healthy one for you like every other escape isn't a healthy one for you right like, great you figured out the fucking formula i just need to make 50 dollars a fucking hour somehow magically um, and you know what if you make 50 dollars an hour just work 20 hours a week exactly yeah. <laughs> you know don't worry about it all those part-time jobs hiring at 50 dollars an hour yeah. <laughs> uh so Amazing. that's the uh that's the jordan peterson uh segment of the show um we've been doing that last but i wanted to get out of the way first because oh go ahead also I, I, i've been meaning to ask does anyone know what his logo is uh no, which what is, is funny because he's not a modernist or a postmodernist, but that's yeah, it's like fake cubism. Yeah, I don't know. Is this supposed to be a map of meaning? <laughs> it doesn't have enough like uh, completely inscrutable like there's, reference there's no points dragon. on it. Yeah, there's no dragon. There's no pre-cosmogonic. <laughs> yes I, I actually i believe this is the body without organs <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah there um, you go okay so to the to the main topic this evening mm. which is um, reason everyone came here yes <clears throat> which is that uh we're everything's bad we're gonna oh start, the face we love we're gonna start with meta um 
this is a three minute video there's there's longer ones of course but i, th I think three minutes of this is enough yeah that's more than enough um, also the the title of this video is some bond villain sounding shit breaking down the metaverse yeah. <laughs> that's that's the name of my new like black and grind metal album <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah let's just uh this is our our favorite definitely not a lizard person or an android mark zuckerberg talking about his uh his metaverse which um you know in in the spirit of we're talking about the cheesiest dystopias that can be imagined by billionaires uh this is the the vr headset dystopia where everybody's living in an imaginary world uh, but in reality, they're just kind of huddled in the dark, decrepit corners of their uh, buildings that are collapsing around them. Right. Um, and instead of it being like a uh, a real, like genuine VR experience where you feel like you're really in it, we're not going to get that. We're going to get some like knockoff bullshit tier level. It's going to be first person Animal Crossing. Yeah, and pretty much um, a lot of the <laughs> which I've never played. So a maybe lot that of the technologies that he he ends up talking about are like purely theoretical or in such an undeveloped state where nobody can really figure out how to develop them further that it's like intangible. But of course, he's a billionaire, so he thinks, "Hey, if I set the goal five years from now, we're going to have this uh, running and functional. That'll be enough." in five years yeah, my, it'll happen my plan i don't know I, I don't even i can't even recall what he sounds like but and i've, I've heard yeah, he's, like he's, I, uh, i've heard him give de de depositions and stuff i have no idea what this man sounds like that's you could, bizarre you could replace mark zuckerberg with like a gray slate and yeah and he would yeah. be he would be no different i just um, shut down my impression entirely i just i have no idea what to do yeah we don't oh, have to, you don't have to do an impression is, is actually i guess not it's over story here i really he's he is either a robot or a lizard he need he has to be yeah. for a hologram i mean looking at him it's i'm not it, it does not looking at him does not make you believe in him yeah that's not a person yeah no. <laughs> and he shouldn't be treated as one either he's not uh, a real I'll boy <laughs> yeah um so from from the shadow realm of our nightmares here's mark zuckerberg talking about the metaverse today we're going to talk about the metaverse i want to share what we imagine is possible yeah the experiences you'll have, the creative economy we'll all build, and the technology that needs to be invented, as well as how we're going to... So that's an important thing that he brings up already. The technology that needs to be invented. Yeah. This technology that he wants to incorporate doesn't exist yet. It's all hypothetical. It's all theoretical. It's not functional. No. We'll continue. No. This is him. Yeah, it's him. It's his uh, it's little fantasy. Yeah. It's all we'll all do this together. The next platform and medium will be even more immersive. It's like a shop. Some call it skill. Keep talking. An embodied internet where you're in the experience, not just looking at it. And we call this the metaverse. The metaverse. The metaverse. Can you pause it again? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. Re really what this is, is it's like, this is the 
is the corporate version of getting into a fight with your girlfriend and then deciding <laughs> to fix it by saying, hey, you know, I was thinking I would uh, quit drinking and maybe we could get married. Oh, I was going to go a different route with that, which is uh, let's have a baby. But I th- I right. Think, yeah. I think we're on the same track regardless. Exactly. It's but Yeah. The baby is better. You're, you're, you're better. early on yeah. in the relationship where they make the bad decision of getting married because they're having issues and they think that'll fix it. And then like after the high of like, oh, we went through the marriage ceremony and everyone was there right. and it was wonderful. They start having problems again. And then they're like, ah, shit, what's the next step after this? Oh baby. Yeah. We're gonna make a baby. It's gonna exist yeah. in 3D and have this whole like uh and, the creative and the economy. Baby <laughs> is, is gonna be really academic and yeah. and smart and good. Gonna have a big, big dick. Yeah. And you know um, what we'll do is we'll we'll play we'll play the Mozart for babies, you know, on the headphones <laughs> while it's in while it's in the womb. People did that. They did. That is so yeah. wild to me that people thought that like, hey, yeah, if I put headphones on my fucking stomach and blast some Mozart into my baby's brain, that's going to like make it better. That's how strong like ideology is, man. It's we're gonna, like it, we're going to get into that because that's what a lot yeah. of this is, is just like this pure fantasy belief in like uh, the like culture is innate and you, you can just you, give it to babies. Right, yeah. <laughs> Zygotes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, you're you're correct. This is uh this is imaginary. Um this is this is trying to fix something that that like or it's or it's like a response to a problem that isn't like an actual response to the problem. Um, yeah, it's just so distraction. The real problem being yeah. that our entire world is falling apart and we're gonna die a slow, like exhausting death of just like running out of water slowly and um uh you know all of our governments are going to fail at some point there's probably going to be a lot of violence and wars over like basic resources and you know hey at least we'll have the metaverse um which i mean which will run on infrastructure that won't exist at this point in time <laughs> yeah for, for for like every pixel in the metaverse is going to require like 450,000 tons of carbon um uh, absolutely but yeah. uh but the uh I, I I figured it out. Okay. I figured out why he looks that way. He's got like it's a Pinocchio type of thing. Okay. But he's already in the metaverse, right? And so every time that he tells a lie, he loses a polygon. <laughs> and so he's just extremely smooth. <laughs> um, so so Mark Zuckerberg is from the future. Uh-huh. because the metaverse doesn't exist yet so he's he's yeah. he's the future arriving in the past to inform the future it's actually a really good way of of, of picturing retro causality as well yeah because like you, you try to d- describe this with like uh bird flight patterns or something sure, sure, but sure. that that can escape people uh pr- pretty well but if you imagine uh mark zuckerberg as uh on the timeline that we see it he's turning into an 8-bit character and then eventually into nothing if you if you imagine the way that things generally develop is that they you know they develop the other way around that's another it's a better way of imagining how things are actually working where what he's doing is he's entering into the past by becoming more and more complex and becoming himself but it's in order to inform the future right. where he becomes an 8-bit character and dies so he's like benjamin benjamin buttoning the uh, the metaverse into existence <laughs> he is <laughs> <laughs>
cool. Pinocchio, Benjamin Button. <laughs> yeah. the, the I, I, wanted, I wanted to continue Aria. to like confuse all the metaphors we're using here yeah. uh, to make it completely <laughs> incomprehensible. I like the torture of metaphor here. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, <laughs> let's continue. One thing I'll point out to the to the listener and not the viewer is that uh, we're seeing a bunch of images of people like being half in a world that's digital. Sometimes sometimes they're in the real world, but there's like a digital element to the real world. So it's kind of like mixing and blending these two things together. And so, there was there was a character before that like started off the person <laughs> and then turned into a right yeah, exactly. like while the ca the camera was looking away from him it was very confusing it was kind of scary actually yeah so <laughs> so Sorry, the cool. idea here is that this is some kind of alternate reality which um probably is best related to the listener uh and things like pokemon go right oh i so, thought you were gonna say video drone <laughs> <no>. <laughs> that's also funny though. <laughs> uh, but, but pokemon go you know like where you're walking around in the real world but there's like information tags at certain locations that like pop up a fucking pikachu or a, what's what's another bulbasaur there you go and and you can't catch a bulbasaur or a pikachu uh in the wild if if the if pokemon go is like the, the games i wouldn't know so I just know you can catch a Pikachu. I don't fucking know. I'm talking out of my ass here. Yeah. I just know you can't catch a Bulbasaur. That's oh. that's something that's given to you at the start. <laughs> I think. Bulbasaur. I think it stays that way. A Bulbasaur is earned, never given. <laughs> yeah. It's actually only ever given. It's never earned. Oh, shit. All right. Well, I don't know anything about Pokemon, but I do know how Pokemon Go works is that uh you you walk around in the real world there's information tags using your phone you kind of look around and you know it has a general idea where like the plane of the ground is because it can like sort of guess the spatial difference between where your where your phone is and where the ground is and like generates a creature that more or less kind of sticks to the ground but anybody who's used like a snapchat or, or instagram filter knows that like you tilt the phone the wrong way and like all of a sudden the filter's just like wrong and bad and you gotta like doing backflips and like so, stretching <laughs> so this is mostly what what seems to be uh what he's trying to accomplish with the with the metaverse is alternate reality uh using a vr headset sort of apparatus where again this is very flaky technology uh anybody who's used any of these kind of systems will understand and he's not the first person to try to attempt to do something like this like pokemon go was this very lofty goal that sort of kind of started the same way as the metaverse except uh, i think nintendo understood like no we're just gonna try to make it so people can walk around and catch some fucking pokemon or something well they just like reskin some other game from what i'm aware of yeah right? yeah there's there's and and again you know they're just working off of technology that was sort of flaky to begin with they yeah. developed it just to, to be a little bit better and now the same thing is happening here with the metaverse it's never going to be what they want it to be which is where everything feels like it's there and real um so what well we, i yeah. imagine like the hellraiser world that you could make if that was the case but but i i, I did just i did just <laughs> it, it occurred to me that if these people are entering into the metaverse and there is this like perfect fusion 
of of body and digital body yeah just imagining like getting a ban because you've got a boner <laughs> <laughs> well that's uh that is an interesting subject we could probably eventually talk about because there, there have been some like cyberbullying bills that have been proposed <laughs> and my my concern is obviously if the metaverse comes into any kind of existence i'm going to go on it and i'm going to shit up the place yeah, literally but, just shit everywhere, probably. Yeah, and but, that's what but I'm going to do. My concern is that at that point, because there are lobbyist groups and, and some of them are working for these social media companies trying to get these cyberbullying bills passed. And it is, it's in their best interest because if you have real world consequences for something that's being done in a digital space, that's a way of moderating the interaction with this digital space that they're trying to cultivate. So basically you're going to create, and, and this is in their wildest dreams. You're going to create this space where everybody's able to interact together and see each other in, in a half virtual, half real world. And you're not allowed to do anything outside the guidelines. How, how, how about these people, Pokemon go get themselves some low polygon <laughs> pussy. Yeah. How about, how about these that? people, Pokemon go fuck themselves. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Got him. Um, Dude, the, the only metaverse that I want to be involved in is one that is essentially just Kiwi farms. <laughs> Kiwi farms meets dark souls. That's what I want. Where it's just like everyone is murdering one another constantly. Uh, and as that's happening, everyone has picked one fucking weirdo that everyone makes fun of for eternity. Yeah, well, till they die, and at that point, and they're replaced or reincarnated. At that point, you know, we might as well just stick to real life. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's no, my I, the, the in my mind, the only thing that makes a digital world like people people have this backwards. Where they think we can build a digital world so it can be more ideal and perfect than our current no, one. No, that's that's not what we would want to build a digital no, world for. You you want to build a digital world so that you can do all the awful things you want to do without consequences. Exactly, which which is why this is already <laughs> a failed concept because right. I mean, in any game that you've played multiplayer, um, you know whether it's like, like the game Facebook, <laughs> right? Yeah, like that, that is a game uh, to to yeah. some people. Not me. I take it very seriously. Um, but uh, all I do is teabag people on, on Facebook. <laughs> I, I do a headshot well, no, and then I exactly. teabag them for in, half an hour. Multiplayer yeah. game that you've played, let's say World of Warcraft. Yeah. Uh, another good one, I think, would be Rust uh, to to consider in this circumstance. Pretending your bow doesn't work. Right, pretending your bow doesn't work. Everybody in the community is like, "Oh, let me teach you how to use a bow, buddy." And then you like waste their time for like thirty minutes, and then it, and then it turns out that you're a pro gamer that can just like headshot people from like miles away, and uh, they yeah. don't know how to deal with you, whatever. Three sixty no scope. That's what the metaverse should be, but that's not what the metaverse will be because this is going to be the sanitized, like more sanitized than real life is sanitized by like law and regulation because you know there's no consequences of them banning you from the metaverse right it's not motherfuckers real. can't can't sort out what they want just admit what you want exactly right <laughs> so let's continue with the metaverse i just wanted to describe it a little bit for the listener yep. and then go into like 
why this is just such a failed concept uh yeah tech technologically and and also just like in function like what is it for if you can't cyber bully people right and as you hit play i i need the listener to know that we're currently looking at a whole bunch of planetary planetary celestial orbs with a dj in the background yes. <laughs> We are we we have actually been pondering the orbs for quite some time here. We, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Everything we do online today, connecting socially, entertainment, games, work, is going to be more natural and vivid. Well, more more natural and vivid as we're literally living in a clown world alternate reality with like a fucking <laughs> VR headset strapped to your face and little control things attached to your arms more real and vivid than ever <laughs> the, the most important thing that we've learned over the last year is that people really love zoom meetings yeah. and so <laughs> what we've decided to do is develop a zoom meeting that allows you to kill yourself yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> and then the other you die thing in the is, Zoom meeting, you die in real life. Uh, the other thing that, that kind of lends lends some support to the Mark Zuckerberg is an android, or he's the metaverse returning to the past to create itself in the future. If he considers this to be a more real and vivid, exp excuse me, Ooh, man, <laughs> these drinks. Uh, if he considers this to be a more real and vivid experience, is it because like he can only interact with data? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, also, he was just he was just fencing in this clip. He was he was is fencing it, a fake person. Yeah, is I don't know if he fences in real life. If he does fence in real life, does it make him more or less of a nerd? More. Okay. Uh, another thing I never I would, know how to feel about fencing. Another thing that I would like to point out. All right. He's he's fencing a digital person, right? Yes. What happens in real life fencing when you like strike somebody? You, you get you get all poked and then you're like, well, oh, you got a point on me. Well, also your your physical body faces some resistance, right? Right. So how is he going to fence a digital character? And feel any of that resistance whenever he strikes against either their their uh, I don't know what they call it their sword their blade their pointy stick. You 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 you've played a video game. You know that it's all bullshit. <laughs> like, well, that's there's what nothing I mean. happening. Is like, is like how is this going to be like a more realistic expression, or or how is this even going to be a realistic expression? How can you fence somebody that isn't actually there? You're just gonna swing through them, even if you right. meet blades, and there's like no way for you to like force clipping yeah. in real life, you know? Right? I'm so, gonna. So you're gonna swing right. through when you wouldn't normally swing through, and so like the the whole entire uh, it'll, it'll make a little sound, and you'll be like, wow. Yeah, dude, VR games suck. They do. They're <laughs> horrible. They're so bad. They're such a gimmick. I I keep telling people this. They're they're a fucking gimmick, and I don't know how right. anybody enjoys them. I remember um, I've only played them like twice, but a, a buddy of mine was like really, well, a buddy of ours uh, was really obsessed with them for, for a while and convinced me to go over to his place to play them. And we played this like shooting game and it was just, I don't know, man. Like it felt <laughs> like didn't feel such like a fucking chore. <laughs> It just felt like a chore. Yeah, because you're dealing is, with is like it. clunky controls. And, and that's yeah. you know, to my point about like all this technology is flaky as shit. 
Yeah. Even the people that are like pioneering this shit haven't got it to a point where it feels genuine, where it feels good, where it like works consistently. It's all just like fumbling around in the darkness here. And at the point where they were to were to make it so that it's actually convincing and realistic, at that point in time, why aren't you just fucking playing airsoft? Exactly. You know, and and, and honestly, simulations that exist. Yeah. And and in that case, why are you such a fucking dork? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> right, that's a little too, too realistic. Too, too real. <laughs> too realistic. He says as he's fencing, fencing a digital character that can't actually hit him. It's it's crazy that in this current image, uh, Zuckerberg is the only one that's not digital. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> he just told a big lie. <laughs> So <laughs> this is this is another horrific part of this, I think, is, you know, while you're wearing this VR headset, you're going to get like notifications like in your eyes, you know, like yeah. normally your antivirus expired. Yeah. Normally, it makes normally, you go blind. <laughs> normally when you get like a notification on your phone, like you don't have to have your phone in your face all the time. Uh, so like maybe you get a notification, maybe it makes a little rumble, but you can ignore it when, when you're strapped into a headset and I'm sure there will be some options where you can like hey, disable the pop-ups or whatever, but also there's going to be like people who can pay money to like force the pop-up yeah. anyways. Cause there's always going to be invasive shit. That's, yeah. that's how this is going to fucking work. Right. So this, this pop-up, uh, that, that is happening in the, in the VR simulation right now is somebody has challenged you to hyperfoil VR, which is some <laughs> kind of racing game, I guess. This oh. is more my style. We believe the metaverse will be the successor to the mobile internet. You're going to be able to do almost anything you can imagine. All right, perfect. Boy. <laughs> oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Hi. Mark. Hi, Mark. What's up, Mark? Uh, this place is amazing. The feeling of presence. This is the defining quality of the metaverse. Why you are you really feel like you're there with other people? No. How do you know that? How do you know that? Uh, and, and, and he's, he, <laughs> wow, the sense of presence in this thing I've invented in my mind is incredible. Yeah, the sense of presence. Uh, <laughs> there, there was a short clip that's played of people that are playing basketball. Some of them are real people. Some of them are VR people. How do you play basketball with fake people? I'm going to tell you right now. You don't. I'm going to tell you right now. Go no, ahead. no, no. You could do it. You could do it. Uh, and the way you would do it is that you would go with all your buddies who you hate uh, to go play basketball. And then it would just put digital overlays on all these people and make them into people that you wish you could hang out with. Okay. So you'd be playing with like Kobe, except he's bad at basketball <laughs> and like uh, Mr. Pibb, whatever he looks like. Well, that's and gonna, that's uh, Mark gonna, Zuckerberg. going to come into play in a couple of seconds, I think. Oh, God um, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're gonna love uh, one of the things that he brings up eventually. Yeah, it's oh man, I have to go hang out with Mike again. Good thing I'm gonna replace him with Mila Jovovich while we yeah. go play basketball. Naked Mila Jovovich from uh, from yeah. the Fifth Element. Um, oh, is that her name, Jovovich? Yeah. Okay. I, well, I, wasn't, I, don't I care. wasn't correcting you or anything. I I only caught like half of what you said there. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, that's gonna be awesome. Like next time we hang out, and I turn you into like, uh, I don't know, Joe Biden with tits, though. 
Yeah. yeah. Next time we kiss, it's just gonna just gonna be great. It's gonna be <laughs> yeah. Scarlett Scarlet Johansson with Biden's face. Me, me just like, uh, <laughs> you're like, what are you what are you reaching for? There's nothing there. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were Joe Biden with big tits. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm reaching for. I can't feel anything, yeah. <laughs> emotionally or otherwise. You'll see their facial expressions. You'll see their body language. Maybe figure out if they're actually holding a winning hand. All the subtle ways that we communicate that today's technology can't quite deliver. I knew you were bluffing. <laughs> Avatars will be as common as profile pictures today, but instead of a static image, they're going to be living 3D representations of you. Beyond avatars, there is your home space. Your home really is your personal space. We're never going to get through this. But also, the people that they're picturing are done with like varying levels of, of like some, detail. Some, yeah, some of them are very which, real, realistic. Some of them are just like like a fucking Nintendo me characters. Right, exactly. And so I assume that the people who have uh, things like Money. Human faces oh. are uh, are uh, <laughs> rich, exactly. Or or maybe I don't know. I don't know because the people with human faces have like pores and shit. Yeah, you get you get like you get reported and it gives you zits. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you as ugly as you are in real life until you pay right. more money. On your third band, you're forced into wearing blackface at all times. Oh Everyone God. just gets angry at you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear Zuckerberg did it's, this. It's not, it's not called blackface, though. It's, it's just uh, like you're voided out. Yeah, um, right. But it's still it like, just also it's still happens like to have like capturing your lips and your eyes. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just this big white space for your lips to move so you they can tell if you're speaking. <laughs> It's that like early two thousands Marilyn Manson blackface. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about the good blackface. <laughs> <laughs> the cool back ironic when it was, guy. back when it was cool. <laughs> it's uh, it's incredible that it existed. Yeah, no, yeah. I think maybe maybe some of the listener doesn't realize that. Well, I think it came out that Marilyn Manson is also like an abusive uh oh, probably maniac I mean, yeah cuz the the gal After from uh, coke and... the gal from uh Westworld I forget her name um I don't know but uh, she dated him for a while and then she like came out saying like yeah he was a weird sadistic creepo who like did really problematic things that are pretty adjacent to rape. Um, that seems fair. Yeah. But so, so but yeah, the he, listener probably is aware of that and probably doesn't like Marilyn Manson for that fact. Yeah. But just the, I don't know, but there's also lots that, of that other he was, reasons to not like him. You know? Oh, sure. But, but he was, he was controversial in like a way that people just, I don't know. He just got attention, right? Like he wasn't yeah. getting canceled or yeah, whatever. He was like a shock uh, but, jock mu musician, basically. Right, exactly. But but he literally had music videos with like women wearing blackface. Yes. <laughs> I think he wore black. Yeah, anyway, it's such yeah. a weird thing. This was like yeah, fifteen years ago, less than that. Seems maybe like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, anyway, so now we're we're inside the digital house that you're you're going to own. I mean, honestly, it, it'll probably turn into a renter situation. 
yeah yeah i don't know if anybody uh man I'm, I'm probably like dating myself extremely here i'm only 33 guys uh but i don't know <gasps> if anybody remembers ultima online the first one <laughs> and um you know there was a there was a finite digital space and you could buy plots of land to build on and then what ended up happening is the game got really popular and this finite area had already been taken over by people who were early players of the game right so you as a new player couldn't find a place to live anymore you couldn't experience large parts of the game because you couldn't buy a house so what you had to do is you essentially had to like pay rent to a feudal lord on the digital world to like use their their like uh amenities and stuff because there was like you know forges and stuff that you could build or whatever i'm, I'm forgetting <laughs> Do you ever want to respawn yeah um i'm for, i'm forgetting some specifics i'm probably getting a, a couple of things wrong here but but like basically what it turned into was like this digital real estate market and this is like i don't know 15 20 years ago it feels like now but um that's what's going to happen here is is you're you're going to rent you're gonna you're gonna rent a home that you live in to sit in the corner with your vr headset on to live in a world where you rent a home (laughs) where you you sit in the corner because you've been shadow banned and you're literally a shadow now (laughs) <laughs> because your because account is you, tied to your social security number yeah. and your credit score keeps dropping because you you said something inappropriate uh and and by the way everything's going to be moderated through uh through automatic filters uh so if right. enough people just report you it'll just be part of the new algorithm that uh that thing that you said is bad whether or not it's actually bad um Welcome, welcome to the metaverse. Space from which you can teleport to anywhere you want. Koi fish that fly? That's new. This is wild. The metaverse isn't something we're building. So it much isn't something. something we're building for. Across the industry, we need to bring that same imagination and commitment to building for interoperability, openness, safety, and privacy as we do for all the other product aspects of the metaverse. These have to be fundamental building blocks, just like the other software and experiences that we've been talking about. Our hope, though, is that if we all work at it, then within the next decade, the metaverse will reach a billion people host hundreds of billions of dollars of digital commerce, and support jobs for millions of creators and developers. We are fully committed to this. It is the next chapter of our work, and we believe for the internet overall. Beyond the constraints of screens, beyond the limits of distance and physics, beyond any one company, and that will be made by all of us. And I'm just incredibly energized to be on this journey with all of you. That was fun. Good job, Mark. So that's the metaverse. I'm, it's just, yeah. Astounding, right? Yeah. Like, he can't possibly believe what he's trying to sell, can he? No. I just, I just yeah. poured vodka on top of a drink that I already mixed where we have room. Can he? Now. <laughs> um, let's go to the next link I had here. Um, oh, yeah. 
Meta to to continue use of facial recognition technology. So well, you'd have to, right? Good thing it's racist, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of issues with uh, facial recognition technology. Um, one of the things that he brought up was, you know, it, it's gonna Meta is going to be able to like recognize people's facial expressions and transfer them onto their digital avatars. Um, there's been lots of studies done on like the universality of expressions, I would guess. And computers mm. can't accurately guess sometimes whether or not you're in pain or pleasure. Um, yeah. And it's never gotten any better than like, uh, sometimes it's right. Lots of times it's wrong. Um, they're not going to make that better. <laughs> I am assuming ecstasy with 96% confidence I will continue stabbing. <laughs> that was quite the yeah. strong. Was a spicy one. Yeah. Well, I poured it. I poured the vodka on top yeah. because I was like, "Yeah, that's not enough vodka." And I was like, "Yeah, I didn't mix it." <laughs> um, <clears throat> man. Uh, oh, yeah. So Facebook announced that it's going to get rid of its facial recognition technology. You might have noticed. Uh, I mean, you and I probably haven't noticed it because you and I live in like shit posty accounts that. Yeah, we don't have any like pictures of our faces usually. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time for me too. Um, and so, <laughs> it's been a long time since but, I left you and you see my face. Is you know if uh, one of your normie friends posts a picture of themselves with somebody else, Facebook's got facial recognition <laughs> technology that kind of like matches up with your friends list and goes, "Oh, hey, I think that's so and so," and it'll recommend right, a tag. right. Well, that's because they're like logging all of your facial, uh, you know, biometrics, um, which which is exactly why Facebook thinks that ninety six percent of all the human race looks like characters out of Evangelion, because <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> that's everyone's profile pictures. Yeah. Um, so so they uh, they they announced that they're going to discontinue that on Facebook. They, however, omitted uh, anything about Meta because, of course, they're going to use it in Meta. They're, it's it's the new Meta, if you will. That's pretty uh, Meta. Yeah. Um. So so that's cool. They're gonna they're gonna scan your faces and like keep track of your biometric data while you're in Meta. Um. Another thing is, uh, and this is this is where we get into the the crypto gang uh sphere. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a no. uh, this is an article for or from a uh, business insider and the headline is why nfts and the metaverse will make you an owner not just a renter on the internet um amazing so, absolutely incredible so meta the metaverse is going to support nfts and i guess it's going to be like a avatar customization method like i own the nft for the hat that says eat my dog shit or whatever <laughs> and then it'll get shadow banned for that because eat my dog shit is a aggressive yeah because you're not, you're not allowed to talk about dogs anymore <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't think I saw any pets in the metaverse. I saw some koi so, fish Obama. that were flying, and that was wild. Never yeah, seen anything like this before. Dude. Um. So yeah, anyways, uh, the the crypto folks are still huffing their meth. Um, they think that NFTs are. 
so you know like the the basic issue with something like an uh, nft is uh paper money is already not real uh uh-huh. um the, the money that is you know like kept in digit form and you swipe your credit card or your debit card and and you pay for something is like even less real and then like bitcoin is even less real than that and uh, nfts are like i've got a picture of a pepe uh a rare uh, one a rare one and uh this is actually mm-hmm. worth a lot of money right it's um my problem with nfts is that neopets has already existed for decades right yeah no no no. There, there's there's like thousands of, of problems with nfts and i think the further abstraction of money is not a good thing in general uh the, the, and, and really what money is is like an abstraction of of the material world right to begin with right and and the further we get away from that material world the worse like uh currency is um because you can literally just screenshot whatever is on the nft link and like now i own it too what's your value um so interesting uh on the subject of crypto uh social media these crypto schemes are fucking awesome they're so funny they're yeah they they're hilarious except for the fact that they uh well i don't know do we care that they're predatory i think we i care. mean we care that, that sucks predatory. but it's also very funny it is it is funny because normally who it predates on is like somebody who thinks they're very very in the know very self-sufficient yeah. like ah i'm trading binky boinky coin which is almost <laughs> exactly what one of these cryptos is named um and uh and if you're not trading binky boinky coin you're behind the curve sorry buddy and then it turns out that it's a pump and dump scheme uh, right kim kardashian yeah. made like a million dollars saying i believe in binky dinky coin and uh you bought into it and now you're out of uh, all your money your life right. savings which is to 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 uh illuminate this for anyone that that may not be quite aware of how this works the celebrities uh it seems especially like youtube celebrities youtube and, and uh, instagram um, yeah right end up linking onto these new cryptos that get put out usually by a third party yeah and then they end up doing like these big essentially like uh, a sales conference type things mm-hmm. and they say hey guys Everyone needs to buy this thing. We're going to gather people up and we're going to buy a bunch of this, this coin. We're going to hold together. This is new altcoin. Right? And, and we're all going to hold. We're all going to hold. And then as soon as a shit ton of people end up buying into it and it ends up increasing the market volume, the people that were in there to begin with sell off all their yeah. shit <laughs> um, yeah. and just leave everyone with the worth, <laughs> worthless coins. Um, hell yeah. Very um, good. Good thing that like, Companies don't ever like buy up a bunch of their own stock and then sell it in real life. Yeah, no, this is something that already happens quite a lot. But these uh, these pump and dump schemes with uh, with crypto are like way easier. Yeah, um, and so... you know, different uh, to be fair from what I just said, but 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 right. still like related. Yeah, close enough. Um, so there's this article on mashable called uh, inside the shady world of influencers promoting cryptocurrency 
Uh, turns out that uh, many of them have, have been obviously paid uh, to mm-hmm. promote these altcoins. Uh, they have a huge financial stake in it. And then, like you said, once once enough people buy into it, like the real money, and, and real is in quotation marks still at this point because it's like fiat currency being dumped into digital currency. And then you uh, you you sell all that digital currency for the fiat currency that people dumped into it. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, uh, and, and this is another, you know, again, the, the rich trying to sell something to people that isn't real, doesn't actually work. Um, I unfortunately know a lot of, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Fucking pop-ups, man. Um, I unfortunately know like too many people that uh, that have gotten involved in crypto and, and it's like they're they're not involved in such a way that they're like selling uh, their homes or anything like that. But it's like, oh, man, the 60 bucks that I put in Shiba Inu is now worth 40 dollars. And this is like recurring over and over again. It's like, just don't f- like put your money in a fucking uh what's what's in an index fund yeah, just just, index just, fund or yeah. just like if you, if you want to fucking bet your money on something just do it the old-fashioned way don't like this <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, and you're, you know, you're in too late for the bitcoin like millionaire phase of this yeah and you know i i ultimately i'm i think i'm a little bit more i wouldn't even say optimistic but less cynical about cryptocurrency as like a, a broader concept than you are. But when it comes to like the proliferation of these like thousands of altcoins, um, like 99.9% of them are scams. Yeah. That's absolutely the case. Yeah. And I, I think that like cryptocurrency and of course like uh, uh, blockchain and everything are really fascinating and potentially useful. Um, but, um, and like, the right thing happens and you could make money, but the same thing happens in Vegas or the stock market. So, I mean, yeah, doesn't necessarily mean I'm actually, I'm in fact friendlier to the existence of uh, cryptocurrency than I am to the existence of financial markets. So even though they're really the same thing, I think I would agree with that to some extent. Um, Yeah. Because financial markets are, I mean, fi- financial markets are, are what ruined the crypto market a lot of times in the first place. Yeah, and sure. They're they're obviously the older, greater. They're they're the the old god evil of, of finance. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, I don't know if you have this lined up, but now might be a good time to bring it up. Um, and this may end up getting, uh, not working out, but but part of what the uh the legislative branch is working on right now is actual policy for making it illegal uh or at least taxed uh to go ahead and do like a uh, uh, stock buybacks uh which would be uh very good uh but probably won't happen or it'll be a really minor tax that ultimately doesn't matter yeah i, I don't have that lined up um um something we can talk about later but i mean that's that's the basic yeah. Uh, fact of it there um because uh, you know people people should probably realize that like one of the ways that companies like mcdonald's are are able to continue making as much money as they're making while their uh their their market share is shrinking the amount of customers that they have are shrinking 
they are spending less money on things like ingredients. Um, they are, when it comes to inflation, they're spending less money on their people uh, and their franchises in general. A lot of the fr franchises are in fact, like more or less underwater. Uh, but the yep. way that they continue to make more and more money is because they make all of those cuts and then they take the money that is gained through those cuts to perform stock buybacks. Yep. And stock buybacks end up artificially increasing the value of those stocks so that it becomes higher demand, of course, and then they can go ahead and sell the stocks and make more money. And of course, the people at the top, they don't really make their money off of things like salaries or anything like that. They make their money off of equity, yep. off of owning stock, things like that. And so, I mean, uh, McDonald's, I think, is one of the, the uh, more like bizarre uh, and interesting kind of funny examples of it simply because, you know, whenever anyone's talking about economics, they're like, yeah, but the Big Mac's going to cost more, uh, which is just the funniest fucking example in the world um, because I, I mean, it's so I, divorced. Yeah, when, when anybody but, um, says that, I'm like, okay, you're not a serious person that understands how yeah, like, you have no idea this, what you're talking <laughs> anything about. Anything <laughs> in this world works because, um, uh, like, yeah, no, exactly what you're saying where, like, all of this shit is, like, it's it's completely divorced from reality and again yeah. you know like i i constantly just say like money's fake uh you can't convince mm -hmm. me otherwise and this is exactly why money is fake and you can't convince me otherwise because they're they're inflating the uh the value of their own shares by by devaluing by by devaluating them and then buying them and like yeah no it's yeah um, and and kind of kind of a, a cap to that that micro rant would be that if you really care about things like the economic prosperity of you know populations of color or whatnot, um, something that you might want to give a shit about is something like the stock buyback schemes. Yeah. Um, so that these franchised spaces, which have, since like Nixon, have been uh, spaces where you know uh, they talk about. Oh, black business owners. You mean like a, a franchise owner at McDonald's yeah. most of the time in like those those circumstances when you're listing someone like Nixon, you should be caring more about these these ways that larger predatory companies are able to hurt everyone that's part of their company in order to make more money instead of focusing so much on the rest of this stupid bootstrap economic shit that we're sure. fed all the time. Like Uber Eats uh, telling you to spend more money on like some uh, you know the, this this uh african-american owned pizzeria or something it's like that's yeah. sure do that if you want but like that's not how you're gonna fix the fucking problem no and yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna fix the problem by uh, well you're never gonna fix the problem but you're gonna help the problem by stopping well, things like stock why, buybacks you know, um amazon rolled out this this thing and like a while ago and i put it on the the instagram story uh and it was like uh, like a support black businesses like shop space on Amazon and Amazon's only putting that out because they know that they can exploit this black shop owner you know right of course um, it's, it's not because they they want that black shop owner to succeed and you know there there is a certain like overlap of like yeah if I buy specifically from this black shop owner they're going to make more money but ultimately what it is is amazon is 
doing this really shrewd maneuver to say, yeah, we support the black business, buy from this black business, and then they make the profits on the back end. Yeah, uh, um, all they're saying is buy more stuff. Buy more stuff. That's it. That's that's right. the bottom exactly. line of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and but but I mean the same thing is true for you know any company if you end up thinking about it, which is like, oh, okay, well I spent money at I don't know what's the most evil company outside of Amazon that you can think of. Uh, fucking Nike, right? Yeah. <laughs> and sure, some of some of that money does, in fact, go towards feeding the families of some like child oh. slave laborer or whatnot. But like, that's still not a good reason to buy new Nike shoes. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, like, I'm gonna buy so many Nikes that uh, everyone working in a sweatshop in China will be able to buy more food than they need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're going to be able to to have which isn't uh, how it works because they're paid wages and uh, right exactly. There's a reason they're paid wages and not a share of the company value. Oh, we're doing some Marxist. There you here. go. Hey. And also, yeah. Last last thing about oh, that ahead. is is that you know I uh, I've seen working for a lot of companies um, where they <clears throat> they put a lot of pressure on their employees to buy stock in the company yep which of course like inflates the value of the company right exactly but uh, but also like it, it it is it I think there's going to be a stock market uh people who actually hold stock uh, in the company, like the people that work in the company should yeah. be the people owning the stock. Right. Uh, and, and so there's, there's something like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, exactly what you just said. It's this other predatory way of saying, Hey, how about you guys help us inflate our stock price while paying us for it? Well, while we and, continue and, to undervalue your yeah. contribution and, and, and we'll pay for 10% of it. Yeah. Which still <laughs> benefits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> insane yeah all right um so the next uh the next fake world that i'd like to dive into is uh, uh congress elon musk oh. and uh the tesla bot but also just tesla projects oh, in yes. general uh the tesla bot to me is one of the funniest things that's that's ever happened um it's very good and and you know what's what's amazing is how many I don't I don't think they're actually genuinely sold on this, but it seems like a lot of news organizations are reporting like the Tesla bot will be real one day because Elon Musk said it's going to be real. How are these people getting away with that I as, have no as idea. a marketing scheme? Because because. Elon Musk, Tesla, whatever, they they announced that they're going to have a showcase for the Tesla bot. Everybody's very excited about this. They have some mock-up like teaser things that they do. Very impressive, sleek-looking robot. And then we have the actual Look. reveal of the Tesla robot, which I will show you now. Look, and babe, babe, one day... I, I know we're living on the couch right now at, at, at your your godmother's <laughs> one day we'll but one day <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna be the owner of uh fucking mcdonald's and i'm gonna learn how to fuck oh, man. and we're gonna we're gonna have a baby all right all that stuff definitely it's in fact i have such an intention for it to happen it might as well already be true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you, Let's get married. <laughs> it, <laughs> um, 
So instead of uh, if you build it, they will come. If you come yeah. it, they will build. <laughs> yeah. I'll go to therapy one day, babe. Yeah. And I still haven't gone. <laughs> uh, so this is uh this is the Tesla this person seriously well, the fucking truck what, yeah what's amazing is they have all these like really high resolution uh 3d renderings of this thing that they pop up on the screen right? <laughs> i'm not gonna ruin it turning or something like this yeah. is so awkward like the still image with the music and what is it like which you may recognize as somebody in a uh, not, not entirely well-fitting watch all of that i could dance better than a robot so yeah no exactly um i can actually with with the money that i have in my bank account i'm not a billionaire don't know if anybody mm, you realized. could you could build this robot i i could build the robot that's yeah. currently being showcased right now yeah. which is uh i know people who are good dancers and i could pay them two hundred dollars and then i could also uh buy some kind of white jumpsuit to put them in I'm not shaving my beard. Uh, I'm, you're not the dancer I know. So, <laughs> <laughs> but what what one of the things that Elon Musk ended up saying about this later, well, which we is will talk about that a little bit, but please, go yeah, ahead. It, it it which is so so good is is someone was doing the normal spazzy thing, and like brought up, well, what if this robot wants to kill you or whatever? Course, yeah. Uh, and I, I don't even remember if someone brought it up or if he brought it up on his own. Knowing he, him, he, he may have just brought it up, it up on, on his own. His own. Um, but he ends up saying, "Well, we perfect we we we've uh, purposefully decided to make it so that this kind of robot like is too weak to kill you." Yes. No, and he, it's he like brings that up wait, on his own. So you but you're gonna build this robot so that it can't do basic shit. It's gonna be weak and stupid. So it's gonna have what use? Like if it if it if it can open a jar of pickles, it can kill someone in their sleep. <laughs> yeah. So so again, we're we're returning to this idea of the cheesiest dystopia, right? Hmm. Because this could be a dystopia if he had like a bunch of really impressive robots that like maybe could turn evil. But he it doesn't... could be a dystopia if you just convince people that this was real and it isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but this is like you know the budget dystopia. He he literally paid somebody to come out on stage, do a pretty shit. I mean, it's better dancing than I can do. I'll admit right now, but it's not great dancing. Did I lose you? I think I lost no. you. 
Oh, did you? No, well, you're frozen on the screen. Okay. No, Maybe. you're frozen on my screen. Oh. How weird. I think we pissed off Elon. <laughs> no, you're on, um, you're frozen on my screen. I, you you pop back. You pop back. Okay. Um, so we're going to go into Elon uh, talking about that a little bit. Um, so he basically like shoes the robot off the stage. Um, that's a, uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just go to and starts talking. Rule, rule four says I cannot kill you, Elon. Now, unlike Dojo, unlike Dojo, obviously that was not real. Uh, Dojo is real. Uh, the Tesla bot will be real. Um, no evidence that that's true. No evidence. That, yeah, this is all just lies by idiots. But uh, basically, if you think about what we're doing right now with the cars, uh, Tesla is arguably the world's biggest robotics company because our cars are like semi-sentient robots on wheels. Not true. Not true. not true. And all, all of their self-driving stuff sucks. Sucks. Yeah. And also, uh, I, with, go ahead. I, I, I'll confess, I am a leather jacket guy, but you shouldn't be wearing one when you're on stage talking well, to people. And also, he's a billionaire. And that's the best <laughs> leather just, jacket he could find. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's he's he's trying to look like cool and edgy. Like that's yeah. his that's his attempt here. He should be wearing sunglasses. If he oh. was wearing sunglasses, I'd give him points. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, this this whole display is being put on by a billionaire, and they can't even, like, give him good lighting. Yeah, or, he or looks like, dead. Or, like, good sound. Like, this is just so sad. Yeah. And And so many news agencies have, like, bought into, like, the Tesla robots coming one day. Right. And this is the, the like, I, I would be embarrassed to put this on as a presentation as a poor person. Yeah, where's his little clip on mic? Exactly. What's going on here? It's so easy to a do headset. that. This could just this could have the quality of a TED talk. But they it just spent a couple hundred dollars <laughs> with uh, the full self driving computer, essentially the the inference engine on the car, which will keep evolving, obviously, and uh, Dojo uh, and all the. Uh, Neural nets, recognizing the world, understanding how to navigate through the world. Uh, it it kind of makes sense to put that onto a humanoid form. Um, Why? That, uh, sensors and batteries and uh, actuators. So uh, we think we'll probably have uh, a prototype sometime next year uh, that uh, is, basically looks like this. Um, and Except it doesn't to, work. Um, uh, be friendly, of course, um, <laughs> and uh, navigate through a world uh, built for humans. Carry capacity, 45 pounds. You can murder someone. Dangerous, mm -hmm. repetitive. Deadlift, 150? Um, there you go. We're yeah. setting it such I mean, it's it weak. Is, um, <laughs> at a mechanical level, at a physical level, uh, you can run away from it. Um, <laughs> and, and most likely overpower it. <laughs> so... Uh, hopefully that doesn't ever happen, but um, you never know. It'll only kill people in wheelchairs. So it's uh, yeah. it'll be a you know a light a, a light yeah anyway five miles an hour you can get run faster than that would be fine. So we won't listen to Elon Musk talk anymore because he's he's horrible, a horrible speaker. Horrible speaker. Yeah, um, uh, 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 and and also he's uh, just like. Uh, saying the dumb shit and and god damn everybody who laughs at him in that audience like he's not saying anything funny guys please please right. have some self-respect 
Uh, right. there's, no, there's no applause like thing in the background telling you to like fake a laugh or fake a clap or whatever. Just don't do it. Also, why 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 is he assuming that the most effective form of like locomotion and like lifting and shit looks like a little lady? Like it's not a gender thing. No, but, like no, looks no. like a person does, at all. It does look like a like. like a, why should it look like a person? Yeah. Why should it be shaped like a human? Yeah, and it does have like a vaguely feminine form to it. Um Right. But like it you you'd assume that you would want I don't know, if if I was building this crazy robot to to eliminate dangerous, repetitive, boring tasks, <laughs> it would have four fucking arms. Well it uh it would probably have treads of some sort on its little feet. We, it would have all sorts of shit. We already have drones like this in Amazon warehouses. Right. And they're built for boring, repetitive tasks. Like, this is this is only for fantasy. Yes, it, it is only for <laughs> fantasy. There's so, no reason for any of this to be. <laughs> we'll, we'll go to the premier, like, oh, robotics yeah. company that's been working on making, like, vaguely humanoid robots for, I think, a decade or more now and they're they're arguably the leaders in robotics which is boston dynamics yeah and this is their their flagship robot platform just eating shit all the time octopus monkey that's what i would build <laughs> nice. so it falls, you know it's, it's doing some kind of uh, acrobatic stuff but it's not doing it well it's just like fucking up everywhere that time is just walking um it trips all over the fucking place hoses are breaking and it's just falling over because pressure's been lost in its hydraulics um they're having to constantly repair it constantly having to wheel it in and out and then uh you know we go we go into okay so that's not very impressive to see this robot fail all the time. We've seen videos of these robots like doing successful parkour routines or whatever, but how is that actually achieved? And it turns out that it's all pre it's all men in suits. It's all pre-programmed <laughs> is what it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. It can be frustrating sometimes. The robots crash a lot. It's not the robot just magically deciding to do parkour it's kind of a choreographed routine much like you know a skateboard video or a parkour video where you know it's an athlete that's practiced these moves dozens or hundreds of times even to get to that you know that high level that exciting you know capability so we're kind of doing the same thing here with atlas you know we're exploring you know how to how to push it to its limits sometimes operating it so all of that whenever it's successful is pre-programmed and yeah I will I will also bring up the fact that the self-driving Tesla cars crash all the time, they fuck up all the time. You can add like one piece of duct tape to a to a road sign and now it thinks that 35 is actually 85. Um because And I'm I'm assuming that like the Tesla uh system as well as maybe some of these are like even still like not not just pre-programmed in the sense of you will take this step then and here's some math but yeah but probably have some kind of like neural network stuff going on as well in order to like learn better ways of taking these steps but even then like they suck (laughs) yeah even then they suck and and the problem is that they're incredibly unreliable 
Mm-hmm. And when you're working with something like driving, right? Everything in driving has specific lines and markers and the Tesla cars still don't do well with them. Like everything is delineated. Right. Everything is, 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 is basically lined out per law and Tesla cars still have trouble with that. How are you going to using that same technology, using all those same platforms, making them better with whatever their dojo chip is, which is just like some bullshit thing that they've made up. Um, How are you going to make that work in a household where you now have a robot that's working in tight, confined spaces that aren't, you know, always uniform and can be wildly different from each other. And now it's like, Oh, my task is feed the baby. And it's just like a robot just beating the (laughs) shit out of the baby with a bottle, like trying to find the mouth, but it can't quite get the mouth. Like I I wouldn't even necessarily trust a lot of these systems to navigate like a, a poorly maintained in infrastructural space, right? Where it's like, oh, we haven't redone the road paint in like a few years. And well, so that, that's exactly what the problem with the with the self driving <laughs> yeah. cars is. If if they they doesn't find, know what to do with potholes. If they find any circumstance that doesn't fit to to extremely like limited parameters, they start fucking up. And that's exactly what what's going to happen with with a Tesla robot. Um, in fact, uh, a German court. Uh, this is uh, this is last year. German court rules that Tesla misled consumers on autopilot and full self-driving. Uh, so basically, this has been proven in court that uh, Tesla's little cars don't drive as well as they're they're selling them to drive. And now you're going to put that into a robot, miniaturize it. Uh, in such a way that it's going to fit inside of a house and trust a robot that can lift 45 pounds to not fuck up everything in your house. You're going to give it thumbs. You're yeah, going to give the car you're thumbs. You're going to give the car thumbs and trust it? I don't think so. Um, so, again, a cheesy dystopia where the robots that are going to kill us aren't even going to be that good. This isn't the first time that Elon Musk has like made up some bullshit and like way yeah. undersold it. Uh, there's the Hyperloop in Las Vegas, which was going, which was like originally sold as like a hydraulic, um, uh, high speed rail system that would like was manage- it hydraulic or was it like electromagnetic? I, I believe it was hydraulic. Oh um, my god! Okay, let's see. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's all fake. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all fake, of course. <laughs> He might have said both at some point where he was just changing his story, but. Okay. Yeah. So let's be very clear. This, this article is from uh, the next web and it's, I asked for a hyperloop, but all I got was a boring tunnel in Las Vegas. Um, so the segment, we were promised a hyperloop, not a boring tunnel. Uh, let's be very clear. The word hyperloop is largely absent from the conversation. We've been promised a hydraulic propulsion and a pod through a tube at lightning speed. However, the reality is a lift in a Tesla and not even an autonomous one at that. It's hardly earth shattering. So they literally just have Teslas in an underground tunnel driving at slow speeds through these tunnels. They're not self-driving. They're being driven by people. And he's, the, the driver still talks to you the whole time. The driver still talks you to you. You have a hangover. Yeah. And um, 
you know, is essentially, you know, it, there's, there's some logistical issues to this, which is it's a very small tunnel that can only fit one car in it. If one of those cars happens to break down, catch on fire, which does happen to Tesla's, uh, you're now stuck in a very small tunnel. Nobody can get around you. Uh, you know, if, if you've got a couple of cars in a row, one breaks down, all the cars either in front or in back have to go forward and clear the line or go backward and I, clear the line. I got a crazy idea yeah. just now. I, I'm sure someone's thought of this at some point, okay. but, but I mean, you know, you know, uh, it might be too crazy. Uh, but what we do is we, we do build these underground tunnels Okay. and we essentially put like trains in them <sighs> and they like, they go, uh, like, uh, It'll be like a, a roadway, right? And it'll be beneath. Yeah. There'll be like a sub subterranean subterranean way. A subway. Like the sandwich. Oh, 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 oh yes, like, like the a sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. fits directly into my asshole, which is why they call it a subway. Yeah. Because it's the way of the sub is to shove an ass or uh, the sandwich up your ass. Yeah. I'm the Bob okay. in this uh, circumstance. You're a little Bob uh, boy. Anyways, yeah. So, so uh, the Hyperloop ended up being worse than a subway. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously. which is technology that <laughs> which is technology that has existed for quite some time for so long, <laughs> um, like a weirdly long amount of time. <laughs> and and he sold this this idea to Las Vegas for forty eight point seven million dollar contract. Uh, to design and construct a loop system for the Las Vegas Convention Center. And what ended up happening is all they did was create a underground Uber system that isn't even like efficient, effective, better than the subway. Um, that's so good. <clears throat> let's move oh, on. To yeah. robot I love dogs. this one. This is another dystopia that we're being sold is that an autonomous robot dog is going to shoot you to death. I mean, if anything's going to shoot me to death, it might as well be an autonomous robot dog. Well, here's the problem. It's not uh-huh. going to be autonomous. No. It's no. going to be piloted by the same guy who would shoot an unarmed black kid in any other regular circumstance. To be fair, all of our facial detection technologies would have done the exact same thing. Yes. <laughs> Um, but you know, there's no way that this is just going to like walk around and operate on its own and, and and, like create its own system of law or whatever. It's just going to be some fucking shitty high school dropout that managed to get a gun and a badge. And now he's got an Xbox controller that he pilots his fucking dog with. And the dog's going to shoot you, but really who's behind it is some guy like a mile and a half away sitting in a control center eating some fucking Doritos and drinking some Mountain Dew, smearing it on his shabby uniform because he doesn't care anymore because they don't do inspections on his uniform. They just care about whether or not the robot dog with a fucking gun on his back can shoot yeah. properly. They, they've just checked his metrics once a week to see how many rounds he used. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no unreported firings. And that's the only metric they're using is unreported firings. <laughs> Disappoint. As, as long as he reports the firings, he's fine. Yeah. Um, How is it that we live in like an unimaginative 
shitty version of a Paul Verhoeven movie. That's what I'm saying. This is all just cheesy, shitty dystopia. It's RoboCop without anything. Without all the cool <laughs> shit about RoboCop. Yeah, it's it's the it's it's. There you go. It's RoboCop as like a a, a skin that you get out of a loot box. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly what it is. Um, so you know. People freaked oh, out why because. Why did I get scuddy room? <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, people freaked out because they saw this image of the robot dog with uh, with the and gun. It's creepy. And it is creepy, and and it is something to be concerned about. But what like most people were concerned about is like, how is the dog gonna know who to shoot? And it's like, well, that's not the problem, buddy. The problem is that the dog is going to be piloted by somebody who doesn't know what to shoot. <laughs> Look, but drones have amazing efficacy yeah, in murdering the wrong people. Of all drone targets were the unintended target. So that Dude, means 10% success. And I'm willing right. to take those losses. This is so, so viewing this from the perspective of empire, right? Yeah. Where, um, you one would assume that the way these people are thinking about it are um like hey this worked fine in iraq let's use it here yeah let's let's and, use it domestically uh so we're killing I, our own people now right and i i think the way they're thinking of it in a weird way is like with animal testing I but imagine so. but imagine having a shampoo that made 99% of rabbits explode <laughs> and then being like that's good enough <laughs> um Incredible. to uh to prove my point on 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 whether or not this is going to be autonomous Spur. this is the uh, the sword defense systems uh website who makes this atrocity and uh the sword mm. defense system special purpose unmanned rifle spur was specifically designed to offer precision fire from unmanned platforms such as Ghost Robotics Vision 60 Quadruped, featuring safe chamber, clear, and fire capabilities that allows for safe and reliable deployment of the weapon system, providing the operator, there's the keyword, the operator, an ability to load and safe the weapon at a distance. These features also provide the operator the ability to clear malfunctions and safely unload the platform prior to recovery. Um, goes into it's it's using a seven six two by fifty one NATO cartridge, pretty fucking uh, heavy round actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's going to be operated by some guy, and that guy is going to be a racist or <laughs> not a racist, but will still just you know have free license to kill a black person anyways. Um, or a white person, you know, they can do whatever they want. That's fair. That's fair. I, I'm just, this is better than a gun. This is better than just walking around with a well, gun. See, this is, this is the argument I make about drones too, is like, if you're going to commit to killing somebody, you should have to be there for it. Yeah. You should have to look at them. <laughs> yeah. At the, at the very least, like you can't just treat it like a video game where you're not there you're not like actually engaging with them. Um, you should you should have to you should have to get some blood on your hands, some so, actual literal blood on your hands, 
in the metaverse, I'm assuming that the spur yes. in the is going to look just like a dog. A, yeah, this is going to be a meta game or not a meta game, it's a, a meta. mini game in the metaverse. Yeah, it's it's just going to be a dog with bees in its mouth, and when it barks, <laughs> it shoots bees at you. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna alternate reality through the metaverse. Yeah, operation of the spur. And uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna make it so that like when you're when you're operating the spur, all of the uh, all of the minorities in a region who are living in the real world because they don't have enough money for the VR headset that everyone else is living in, um, all of the minorities in this area are going to be reskinned to look like uh, deranged jokers with guns. There you go and uh and and you're going to be batman uh firing firing uh batarangs at them um and, but but also knowing that it is the metaverse they will have blood turned off in most sectors yeah, blood, blood will be turned and off so of course every time you shoot someone it's just going to shoot like rainbows and stars out of the back of their heads. Well, they they won't have the tracking capability for that for so what will happen is oh. is it'll just be like a big overlay of like the old batman like uh bam blammo <laughs> um and then and then someone will just get a little uh hazy and then disappear oh. okay just turn to static and yeah. melt yeah um could we could we take like a five minute break and then, uh, we've got we've got the uh, the cube coming up which I think is going to oh, be yeah. going to be quite the, the topic uh, so uh, we'll just go ahead and pause it right here. All right, we are we are back from a little pee pee break. <clears throat> pee pee. Where is it stored? Uh, it's in the orbs. That's stored. Yeah, I I keep track. I don't always like your posts because sometimes I forget to like them. And because they're not likable. No, no, no. Know. They're they're all pretty likable usually. I just <laughs> I just scroll sometimes and I forget to like stop and like hit the the button. Um, A lot of orbs going on there. I do see all of your posts because I'm I'm curating whatever you do. And if you ever step out of line, I will. Uh, <laughs> reprimand you appropriately yeah (laughs) um hell yeah so uh so our next topic is the uh university of california santa barbara uh i think it's munger munger hall is what they're calling it Mm. and uh in in as much as we can imagine the idea of living in the pod and eating the bugs this is it, and this is uh this is supposed to be a dormitory for uh, students attending uh, uh, UCSB. Um, first, uh, the first article we'll look we'll look at is from the Santa Barbara okay. Independent, which is architect resigns in protest over UCSB mega dorm criticizes Munger Hall as a social and psychological experiment with unknown consequences. Um, okay, I have seen, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised that you hadn't because you, you have some some connection here, I, I would suppose, I guess. You, wait, no, you went to, to Berkeley, not not UCSB. Yeah, not Never Santa Barbara. Right. Santa Barbara is the the dumb party school. It's a very it's a very good school. <laughs> well, it's it's going to be the uh, the hell school soon. <laughs> so. That's so funny. 
Dude, how big are those rooms? So yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. I want to hear the specs. We'll we'll get into the specs in a second. Um, so a consulting architect on UCSB's design review committee has quit his post in protest over the university's proposed Munger Hall project, calling the massive, mostly windowless dormitory plan unsupportable from my perspective as an architect a parent and a human being he's mm -hmm. not wrong on any of those levels <laughs> damn in his october 25th resignation letter to ucsb campus architect julie Hendricks, dennis mcfadden a well-respected southern california architect with 15 years on the committee goes scorched earth on the radical new building concept which calls for an 11 story 1.68 million square foot structure that would house up to 4500 students students 94% uh, of whom would not have windows in their small single occupancy bedrooms. Jesus. The idea was conceived by 97 year old billionaire investor turned <laughs> amateur architect <laughs> Charles Munger, who donated $200 million so towards the project with the condition that his blueprints be followed exactly. Munger ma maintains the small living quarters would coax residents out of their rooms and into larger common areas where they could interact and collaborate. He also argues the off-site prefabrication of standardized building elements, the nine residential ele uh, uh, levels featured in... Uh, <clears throat> The nine residential levels feature identical floor plans would save on construction costs. The entire proposal, which comes as UCSB desperately attempts to add to its overstretched housing stock, is budgeted somewhere in the range of $1.5 billion. He's only donating $200 million to this $1.5 billion project. And, and demanding and that... demanding that they follow his plans to the letter and UCSB has not only agreed to this, but after weeks of backlash, has stood by it. Amazing. So we have a, a little sample of a floor right here, but we'll go into the deeper article, which really shows just how bad this is. <clears throat> so this is an article. Um, it's by Lloyd Alter, but it but it features a bunch of work by uh, a gentleman named Alfred Twu who uh um the well there's your problem podcast did an episode on this building um i'm gonna steal a little bit from them but also give my own input on it um but they actually had uh, alfred who on their podcast who talked about like just how fucking obscene this this building plan is um so we'll go ahead and look at the uh the first floor here no one will strain your eyes um so this is the first floor and and starting at the uh the top left we have a couple of apartments which i guess are the uh the windowed apartments that students will have and i don't know what you have to do to qualify for these like apartments that are on the the outer edges of the uh the building on the first floor but i assume they're going to be like exorbitantly expensive compared to the pods that everybody else will be living in right um so from from the top left you have a couple of apartments you have a staging room a tbd room which uh which is always great to see in a building where they don't know what a room is going to be used for uh custodial uh a lock shop which i guess is just going to be like doing the work of like replacing all the locks that get broken as so. people desperately try to to escape their <laughs> fucking pods uh mail package room 
there's some trash on the bottom floor, which one of our friends, I was going over this with, uh, with our friend Jay. And uh, she she noted after we looked at it for a while that there's no like trash receptacles on any other floor than the first floor. Damn. Is uh, it just for shoots? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> uh, you, you've got something called the North Lobby, which is this very sparse area. Mind you, this is going to house uh, 4,500 people. Yeah, I'm and, trying to do uh, math right now. And, and uh, there's like maybe uh, seating for 40 people in this North Lobby. <laughs> right. Uh, you've got the market, which I assume is just going to be like overpriced, like microwavable food shit. A prep area, staging, food service staging, food lockers, which I think means that they're going to like. Lockers for the people working in the market? Uh, no, I I think what it is, is they're planning on like you being able to order food in advance and somebody just puts yeah. it on a locker oh. for you and you right. go down to it and grab it. Women's and men's restrooms. Um, can't make out what's in here. Giant electrical room, of course. Uh, mechanical rooms all on the on on the the okay well yeah if that's north and that's south Mike, so that's the west there's a 40 the seat theater we're coming back around to all that <laughs> so the entire west uh west end of the building is all mechanical rooms which is probably going to make these apartments over here like hell to live in because you're going to hear yeah. like constant uh chiller yeah pumping room turmoil whatever uh so then you have like more mechanical rooms in the center which are butted up against staff offices which i I can tell you from personal experience always works out really well when you have really loud mechanical rooms and staff offices right next door and this whole like west end of offices right here is just going to have constant like machine rumble in the background and it's going to drive them fucking crazy you have an e-tech room i don't know what that is impo which is main point of entry that's where all your data uh, lines are going to be run through um so that's that's like the the data inlet of everything elevators in the center uh looks like you have two service elevators and then uh five regular elevators on either side of the main corridor multi-purpose study rooms again 4,500 people in this building do you count i don't know more than 100 seats in this multi-purpose study room i'm i'm guessing there's probably like 100 on either side so there's like 200 maybe i'm just basing it off of the size of the theater yeah i guess um more, but more even like that, mechanical like that's still rooms, mechanical up. rooms butted up on apartments again. Always a great idea. Right. Uh, <laughs> we drop down, you got more restrooms, apartments, blah, blah, blah. The theater, 40 seats. Uh, again, out of 4,500 students, you have 40 seats in a theater. Man. I'm I'm so excited to see as we go further up. I want to see how cramped yeah, yeah. So this gets. this is just the first floor. This is like where where a lot of the action is going to happen. You got bakery prep, copy center, maintenance. Um, I can tell you, I can tell you from personal experience. I don't know what this maintenance area is supposed to represent. Uh, it has mops in it. <laughs> it is mops. Yeah, uh, the shop area is smaller than it should be. I mean, this this is something that's overlooked in every building plan is nobody ever like 
And again, I'm coming at this from the perspective of I've worked in building maintenance for 10 years now. Uh, the maintenance shop in these kind of buildings is, or any kind of building really, is never what you need it to be. Yeah. Um, obviously, comically, like undersized for for the scope of the building. It's eleven. Yeah, it's barely the size of a tiny apartment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's barely the size of a tiny apartment, and it's supposed to be servicing eleven floors. Yeah. building very, it looks like very... the shop portion is the size of one of the apartment closets yeah <laughs> not great you can you can you can fit one circular saw but you're not able to move around it <laughs> right because of osha um we go directly south from that maintenance area and you got a laundry room that's cool to the right of it 570 surfboards it oh my god that's actually what that says yeah, no, I, I didn't even. I couldn't read it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, wow. Sorry if the the video quality isn't good, um, but no, it uh, it's literally a room where 570 surfboards will be stored. It is not a rental area, as far as I know. It is a place where you, as a student, can check in and out your surfboard because Dude. you can't fit it in your pod room, which you'll see soon. Santa Barbara fucking sucks. <laughs> sure does. Uh, you have security. It's actually lovely town. Security has a bigger office space than the maintenance area, which actually has to work on physical things, like yeah. pre-building, like wall replacements. Sometimes is is something that I've I've experienced in in the maintenance world. But um, the security guys have significantly higher BMI. No, so. true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you got the south lobby, um, which is a bakery. It's actually, kind of. It's kind of cruel putting the bakery and the stairs that close to security. I know, right? They're they're, they're gonna they're gonna have to like constantly resist the urge to get donuts. Yeah, uh, and always resist the urge to take the stairs. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first floor building plan. Obviously, already we were like, man, that sucks. Yeah, it can. I mean, it's only... like almost fun. It it's it like. It's it's such that it seems oh god, it seems extraordinarily painful in like a I almost envy the camaraderie that must be experienced in having to live there. <laughs> you know, it's it's like the fantasy of getting lost, like in the woods with your favorite people. <laughs> yeah, but the woods are spacious. <laughs> and also, you are you never like the people that you live with in college. <laughs> yeah. So here's uh, and, yeah, maybe you do. Does all do all the floors above that look like this? Yeah, <laughs> all all the way up until the eleventh floor, which is like a uh, a hangout spot. So let's go over the basic construction of this nightmare. You have the main building corridor down the center here, right? And on either side, you have four what's being called houses. This is Harry Potter. Which yeah, one's Gryffindor? So, so um, they're they're having to ev- invent new wizarding schools because there's only <laughs> four in Harry Potter. I, th- I think so, yeah. Um, but uh, there's eight. It's per the political floor. compass. Yeah, there's there's eight uh, per floor, uh, in in this building, um, which okay, actually, let's that... let's go ahead and hit up problem number one, which is left to right. It goes house two to house one. 
Uh-uh. Like, just what's stopping you from making left to right house one and then house two? Don't bother counting. I already counted it. There are, per each house section, it's 64 eight by eight, pots. so there's 64. 64. Yeah, 64 pots. times eight is 512, I think. 456 is one of those two. Times eight. I, I did a bunch of uh, math. I'm just plugging it into everything yeah, else yeah, here. No, please do it. I forgot. I forgot what my my figures were. I think it's four fifty six or or five twelve. Jesus. Times times and there's there's eight residential floors. Uh, there's so there's the first there's, floor, and then there's first ten floors. residential floors. No, but you said the top the top floor is is not residential, right? Yeah, there's ten residential floors, and then the eleventh floor is uh, is like a. Yeah, the first floor is functionally non-residential. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So there's only nine so, residential floors. Nine, right? So that's that's not cutting out the space for hallways and all that shit. So we should probably do that as well. So times 0.6 let's do that because there's the space between each of the dorms this is conservative it should probably be like 0.5 okay i need to see more to, to figure out what else is yeah, no, I'll, I'll, there's, I'll there's math on this don't worry about the math yeah. on this really um so yeah but i'm having fun <laughs> for sure uh so basically there's uh for for each house there's 64 pods right and uh on on the the extreme end of each house imagine 911 this thing yeah well i i would like to i think um (laughs) on the far end of each house is this area which is being called the great room which is where they're trying to get everybody to congregate together so you and 64 strangers live in these pods um the pods are in sections of of eight uh roommates and then uh, you've got this thing at the end, which has like a hangout spot, a kitchen, proper kitchen, um, and a game room. But there's 64 of you that are going to hang out in the spot. All right. So already like awkward, weird, the the um, the density of the population in these areas is like mismatched to the size of the locations. The only way that you're going to get natural sunlight, especially if you're in one of the little pods, the only way that you're going to get natural sunlight is if you go to this great room, because that's the only yeah. room that has uh, like, I think some of these, some of these pod rooms on, on the very far end have windows. It looks like. Man, this place must smell so good. Yeah, it's going. It's going to smell so good. It, do, it doesn't exist yet. Uh, Where the this, fuck are the showers? Well, we'll I'll show you that. Um, oh my so god. We'll go to. We'll go to the next graphic. Um, so, so this Which is what, this? this is what an individual house looks oh, like. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, so you've got the. They're calling this main walkthrough the gallery. Uh, oh, does I, it give the dimensions for the rooms? It does give the dimensions for oh, the rooms. Oh, hell yeah. 10 by 7. I was so close. 10 by I was 7 so close. rooms. 10 by 7 I thought they were 10 by 8. I thought they were going to be 10 by 8. So I was so, so close. My yeah. math was... I. You know what? Give I'm yourself smart. a pat on the back. You, you figured out dystopia. 
that's a nightmare. So, uh, seven. Well, yeah. So, so let's go ahead and focus on this top left pod right here, right? Okay. Uh, you've got uh, eight bedrooms, uh, two bathrooms. Um, so you've got the uh, the bathroom. I didn't take anything out for the bathroom. The shower, the shower <laughs> is in the back here, on both sides. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, in the in the center, you have what's uh, what's being called the study room. You would think that this is like the dining room. No, sir. This is the study room. No, that's where you have all your fights. <laughs> yes, yes. We'll we'll go into that in a second. Uh, so so this is what a pod looks like. Is you've got uh, uh, five rooms on or yeah five rooms on one side. Uh, three rooms on the other with bathrooms between them all. And then um, in the center, you have this this long hall sort of like table with eight chairs. So everybody can sit together in, in absolute misery. In the hallway, which is being called the gallery, because I, I assume you're just going to look in on these rooms as like some kind of art <laughs> project. And then at the end, our 97 year old. The- uh uh, uh super genius well, yeah, we, yeah we should actually take a look at charlie munger by the way so that that's 64 people per kitchen if there isn't oh jesus he's exactly what i thought he looked like um <laughs> this is uh this is not a corpse <laughs> this <laughs> allegedly is a, this is a maybe weekend at bernie's charlie thing um, so go ahead. 64 people for each of these kitchens, right? Yes, exactly. So, so you have and this, how how this... many college students do their dishes? Which which is something that I would like to get into as well. They're <laughs> outside of individual bedroom cabinets. There's no centralized like custodial on any of these floors. The only custodial room we've seen is on the first floor. So that means that the entire custodial operation, I assume these, at least these common areas are going to be serviced by a custodial crew and not relied on to be serviced by the students who have no investment in cleaning up 64 people's shit. It's going to be handled by a custodial crew. Hopefully we don't know that we don't know what the fucking plan is here, but then you have this great room, which doesn't have enough seating for everybody to, to start off with. And uh, secondly, like what this game room, uh, pretty small. You've got uh, two single toilet rooms here. They're not male and female toilets, so like multiple people can use them. And I'm not trying to ascribe to like a false binary here or anything, but just like no, but, the basic yeah. idea that multiple use restrooms would be better when you've got, let's say, half of the, the house uh, congregates into this great room because they want sunlight. That's 32 people and you've only got two restrooms for them. I don't know how many house parties you've been to, but uh, <laughs> two restrooms isn't enough for like. 18 people let alone 32 people you know yeah man there there yeah there is there is someone vomiting into each of these toilets exactly all of them everybody's getting drunk because everybody's miserable and i'll I'll show you why everybody's miserable let's go to a cutout of the rooms 
oh my god with yeah with your little prefab desk and everything in there yeah dude that's oh so this is what it, yeah. what it looks like at a, at a isometric view i guess your door opens into your bed we're we're playing we're playing diablo uh, your character's <laughs> trying to go through these doors. It keeps getting stuck on the bet. terrain yeah. here. <laughs> Another thing that uh, that Jay pointed out was uh, accessibility for disabled people. Like, oh god, yeah, what a fucking nightmare. Um, well, so, that's why they get to get to live next to the boiler room. <laughs> yeah, if they're <laughs> lucky. If they're lucky. Um, so this is called a bedroom cluster. And that's their terms, not mine. Oh, shut up. <laughs> a bedroom cluster. Uh, so so let's go ahead and just like take a quick little overview. All the beds are against this far wall. Everybody's basically just sleeping head to toe uh, on these walls. Um, they've got very minimal. They've got a little desk. They've got a little bookshelf. They've got a couple of little cabinets which they can maybe fit, I don't know, a week's worth of clothes in. Um in the center area you have the the study room table where everybody's just kind of like sitting elbow to elbow uh probably trying to eat cereal because i don't imagine that studying elbow to elbow with other people uh i've i've been in some various academic uh, uh environments and when i like to study i uh don't like to be nudging up on somebody the whole time <laughs> Um, you've got this inexplicable bar here. I don't know what yeah. that's supposed to do. There's no seating for it because there's no room for seating for it. Um, it doesn't yeah, really... like th this, this implies that like three of the people live in the kitchen. Pretty much. Yeah. Because, or whatever the fuck that is. Because if you live in this room on the left, uh, the top left, you're constantly hearing the compressor of this refrigerator click on and off. Well, worse than that, if someone opens up the fridge, they can lock you in your room. <laughs> Which is the other problem that, that I was going to get into. And, and then, you know, you've got this guy on the top right that's just constantly hearing the sink whenever it runs. Yeah. Uh, there's no there's no oven range in here. I think this is a dishwasher from as best as I can tell. Yeah. Um, and it's and, a Yeah, it's like a standard dorm hot plate slash microwave kitchen yeah so so somewhere in here would be a microwave i i assume um this is where a tv goes so only half Dude. of the room can watch tv <laughs> i i cannot believe how what it must be like to share that space this no, like this this, this, this micro right? apartment between eight roommates dude eight roommates or eight people total seven roommates just in here and then in order to leave you leave into just just hundreds more of those yeah yeah and 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 like you this know, is these, the movie these cute middle, these middle rooms here i i guess the right side doesn't matter because that's restrooms these middle rooms here uh you walk directly into somebody that might be just sitting in a chair like outside your room um, getting to the bathroom, like, I, I mean, given the dimensions, somebody's going to have to scooch their chair in just so you can take a piss. Um, and, and even if, and, and we know so that they are out of the fucking house, right. Or, or sorry. Um, 
bedroom cluster. Pod and cluster, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, and, and assuming that all the beds are twins, which they have to be, there's no way they're giving mm. them bigger beds. Twins are like just under two feet wide. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that, I mean, we can see it on the screen, but but for anyone that's just listening, taking up the the two by what two by eight or whatever. Yeah, I guess it's two by seven. Yeah. In that room. And then having this big, big ass pre, not even big, big for the room, prefab desk and everything. Like yeah. I lived when I was when I when I was going to Berkeley, mm-hmm. I lived in a prefab building that was like a micro version of this where you only had like, there were only two people for <laughs> each of these, you know, it, it made sense as an apartment kind of, right. but the rooms themselves were about this size. I want to say, and it is, it is hard to describe how depressing living in that small space is. Like I don't require that much space ultimately. Like I'm pretty happy in small apartments and stuff like that, but being stuck in this itsy bitsy little room Mine had a window to the outside too, uh, but being stuck in this little room in this with this prefab, everything's really fucking smooth. Just it's so unsettling and weird and dark and God, count the suicides. Just so, <laughs> amazing. You mentioned windows. I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that because I, I've been chomping at the bit to mention the windows. Do you see these white bars in every room? Are, are those just LEDs? These are artificial windows. That, I, that is their solution. Because, because this is not the first building that Charlie Munger has forced awesome. on a university. I believe it's the University of Michigan. He also made a similar <laughs> design. The rooms were a little bit bigger, which amazing he found a way to make them smaller (laughs) however one of the major complaints is and especially over you know the the pandemic where everybody's on lockdown people is that everyone died from vitamin d deficiency (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing is uh they all turned into bad people and drank one another's blood uh charlie charlie munger in interviews has admitted one of his major oversights was not having artificial windows in the rooms. So what students ended up having to do in, in the University of Michigan, and, and I'm sorry if I'm getting the wrong university here, but the, I believe that's the right one. Um, uh, they, had to, they had to install their own sun lamps, so they felt like they had experienced any kind of daylight while they were in lockdown. Um, but but now it's being built into the uh, to the system where uh, you've got a you've got a little uh, fake window that uh, follows a circadian rhythm of like brightening in the morning and going dim at night. And and uh, from a maintenance perspective, I can tell you that all these are going to need to be replaced in like two years. So you're gonna have, less than that. You're gonna have <laughs> students living in absolute fucking darkness sometimes because they don't yeah. even have their their stupid fucking fake window light. And how much is that window light really gonna help? Not at all, because because it turns out that uh, the the lumen value of of sunlight is is incredibly high versus what can be achieved through uh, through. Um, artificial means so yeah let's, uh, let's, let's be real i'm not getting any of my vitamin d from my fucking computer screen exactly so. yeah yeah 
let's uh let's continue on this is uh this oh, is like a inside so view of the uh the 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 cluster the be- bedroom cluster windowless study area and bedroom cluster uh, you'll notice that they've got a basketball game on the tv over there very cool so they can remember what it feels like to move your body yeah. <laughs> Um, and so essentially what, what you're going to have is, is you, uh, maybe, maybe you live in, uh, maybe you live in this room right here and oh, yeah. uh, what's, what's going to, what's going to happen every morning is, is somewhere around 6 30 AM your, your window light starts brightening. Uh, and then, and then you spend an hour crying in your bed <laughs> <laughs> as, as it slowly turns into daylight and around seven 30, you, you gain the courage to open up your door and, and awaiting you outside of your door is seven other people who have gone through the same process <laughs> <laughs> who all, also- who all have red eyes from crying and, and they're all depressed and, and they're all like a hundred and 30th in line for the for the uh the psychologist on site that's a thing by the way we'll get into yep. that later um and uh yeah and you know only some of them can see the tv uh so they're getting a little bit of entertainment but everybody on this side is just like staring into their bowl of cheerios uh trying not to trying not to cry thinking about their next test probably having fist fights over whose seat is whose yeah um I'm also assuming just based on my own experience and also based on the fact that there are these artificial uh, window lights in there at the very end of at the very end of this bedroom cluster is another artificial window. But I I assume that the the lighting in each of these rooms, regardless of this mock up, is probably going to be very, very minimal. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Which which... trust this. I mean, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, you've, you've got a bunch of can lights, can lights go out all the time. Yeah. Uh, the maintenance, like upkeep of them is going to be extensive. So it's not going to be this bright because like, I don't know, let's, let's just estimate a quarter of them will be out various locations. And, and they also just want to cut costs and they also probably want to make it like fake green. And so a lot yeah. of it's going to be pretty, pretty low output. And, and again, like just, from experience living in these prefab like dorm spaces. Um, and so I can imagine um, that this is, this is a cave. Mm-hmm. This is really just a cave. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like maybe, maybe let's not put in something to uh, artificially force circadian rhythm onto people who were up all night fucking cramming or partying because they're from santa barbara anyway like various (laughs) reasons you shouldn't uh, do that sure yeah um this is a a view of a bedroom (laughs) amazing (laughs) says all it needs to that is a big ass light yeah there there is a big ass light which you you can presumably turn off and on there's a little reading light above the bedroom or the bed oh you know that thing sucks that thing's already broken you know i uh one of one of the fire stations that i that i work on has very similar lights and they're all fucked up because um i've never i've never met a reading light that has like worked for longer than like a month and a half yeah no because you know people 
when they're trying to relax at the end of the day, they like sit up in their bed. And if it's like a tall person, their fucking shoulder is going to be in the, the fucking joint here where, where the, the light comes out. Yeah. No um, side sleepers allowed. Yeah. There, there's so many reasons why this is just a dumb idea. Um, obviously the desk is, is nothing. Uh, the, the little, yeah. uh, cabinet that you get here for, for your, uh, I guess clothes is <laughs> like also nothing. There's some underbed storage, but like, what are you really gonna do with that? Uh, you can't open half of it because yeah, shit's because in the you way. gotta move your fucking chair to open it. You have to take apart your IKEA desk in order to get into that. <laughs> um, so that's a that's a typical private bedroom. Is that's uh, how that is. So this is the top floor. Oh my god, it's one of those fucking buildings. It's one of those fucking the, the, buildings. The trees and shit on top. You green got, you washed got your bullshit. landscape courtyard in the center. The elevator lobby that comes up in the center. Let's go ahead and Fitness start center to... that smells just slightly better than the bedrooms. Yeah, and this is all open air, so that's great. Um, top left, we, ha- we have a reading room. Uh, again, 4,500 people are going to be uh, stored in this facility and uh the reading room can maybe support like a hundred people ish somewhere around yeah there. i mean based on that image it's uh that seems very bad i mean what's gonna have what's gonna have worse why is there a classroom in there that's scary we haven't um, gotten we're, we're going left the, to right and you skipped over some stuff is it, sorry I, I was just looking at the video conferencing gaming room yes and i'm thinking like wonderful? what what is going to cause more like weird conflict, the gaming room or the reading room? I'm not sure. <laughs> like it's that's going to be bad. Uh, yeah, no, it's not good. What which thankfully directly adjacent to the video conferencing and gaming room is the council and psych. <laughs> so every time they hear like someone call someone the n-word over Xbox yeah. Live, they get dragged back into counseling. Uh uh, student uh, number 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 please report to the council and psych room <laughs> um, you broke another controller today yeah so uh you know the first thing to note about the council and psych room is that uh uh it's it's not enough space for how many people are gonna need <laughs> some counseling no. um but thankfully right next to the stairs uh which you can just walk past to jump off this ledge here right i was thinking yeah just throw yourself down (laughs) yeah so so this is the 11th floor by by the way 11th floor plan um juice bar of course it has a juice bar i'm sorry gastropub this is a nightmare this is a nightmare it's supposed let's, to be the selling let's, point. Let's go left to, I'm to losing right, my mind. I'm sorry, man. From I the, can't. From the council <laughs> and psych, we have the multi-purpose classroom, which which doesn't look like it could seat maybe a tenth of the building in it. Why? Yeah. Why is that there? Uh, on on the side of it, you have storage for the classroom, a lobby for the classroom. I don't know. Another <clears> reading <throat> room. Good. Thank goodness for that. Uh, we'll we'll just uh, we'll just go catty corner all the way to the right. demonstration kitchen. I don't Hell know, yeah. man. I don't. I don't Duke. know. Yeah, I cooking don't class. I, I guess. Uh, the entire east wing is basically just fitness center at this point, so we can uh, we can just go. Oh, okay, cool. You gave him some bikes. <laughs> Gastro pub. 
who is going to own and operate the gastro pub? I don't think anybody knows. Ununionized students. I don't uh I don't know what this floor plan is where you just have like a single bar in the center and mm. nothing outside of it like there's no like specifically delineated kitchen area or anything yeah. I, I guess whoever well, comes into the gastro pub will will figure that out but um, it's it's gonna be just like the rest of the food that you eat here it's all gonna be microwave yeah and and the thing is that that is butted up against a uh a stairwell um and and the elevators are very far away from it so either they're going to carry up all the food through the stairwell or they're going to go through the elevator and wheel it like through this whole entire awkward area. That's like, uh, intentionally like broken up. So it's like interesting to walk through, but it's not going to be fun to like wheel hundreds of pounds of food and maybe booze through. Right. Um, another reading room in the, in the bottom left here, a recreation room where you and 4,500 other people can uh, talk about can the misery of, of living in this area. And then, yeah, you have the, the cafe juice bar grab and go market on the top floor of an 11 story building. So a seven 11 with a juice bar, a seven 11 with a juice bar, but instead of being at the ground floor where like you would presumably like actually right. be grabbing and going, you have to go to the top floor of the building in order to grab and then go to the bottom floor of the building um, to Amazing. escape the nightmare that you live in. That rules. That's very good. And uh, very, very good. UCSB has uh, doubled down on uh, approving this plan. Um, so it's probably going to happen. And yeah. uh, it'll, it'll be the worst thing that happened since 9-11, which should happen <laughs> to this building. And carbon monoxide leak is going to take out all the people that haven't died from COVID. Well, and that's another one of the <laughs> things is uh, the incredibly dodgy. So, you know, you you have building codes with prisons and building codes with prisons, you know, state that you have to have a, a, a window in, in every prison room, right? <laughs> right. Well, this isn't a prison, so prison rules don't apply to it. Yeah, And that's how they're getting away with a lot of this stuff is it's built worse than a prison, but since it's not a prison, the prison building rules don't apply to it. Uh, they're, they're skirting around a bunch of like fire suppression rules by having, you know, like dodgy systems that they're, they're substituting for other systems. Um, Look, these people took out 60 K in loans for an English degree. So they might as well be put in solitary. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they might as well die in a fire. <laughs> Amazing. So that's, that's all good. I had, but uh you have some stuff on Zillow, which I will go to the the first link on um I yeah. think I think this is the one you want. Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, so this is the first one. This is uh it's a little buried because uh this is from 2017. Um and so this is the first one that I could find that uh, corroborated it, but I, I found this elsewhere. But um this is just from an interview that the CEO of Zillow ended up, ended up having talking about this plan to do this essentially uh algorithmically or bot assisted home buying process. And uh he goes off on this whole thing where he's just like, it's not so much displacement as it is enchantment. 
um, which <laughs> okay. is an amazing thing to say. Yeah. Um, we're and, not displacing uh, and like, people, we're enchanting them into the void. Right. right. And, and, and what he means by that is that, no, we're not going to get rid of any people. We're just going to go ahead and have them be assisted by algorithms and bots. Yeah. And so this was the beginning of this process that they used um, to buy up a uh, some asinine amount of thousands of, of houses. Um, and one of the things that Zillow has that makes uh, this work is that they have an again an algorithm that estimates housing prices. Yep. Um, and the really funny thing about the algorithm that they use is that it uh, predictably ends up placing a huge amount of weight upon the actual price of the house. Mm -hmm. As you would assume, if you're trying to figure out the price of a house, then your algorithm should be largely making the estimation of the price of the house on, in fact, the price of the house, <laughs> right? Um, <Yes>. And so <laughs> it, it, there were all these really hilarious anomalies where um, the, uh, like a house would be $380,000 and the Zillow price would always be a little bit over uh, and then as soon as the listing price ended up changing arbitrarily because this house wasn't selling for a while to like 330, the Zillow price would magically change with it down to like 340, mm -hmm. right? Um, but something uh, has happened over the last five years, which we can click over to the next one, where they bought these thousands of houses. But the thing is that they overpaid for all of them because their algorithm was essentially based on just saying all of the houses cost a little bit more than they cost. And so they ended up, this is actually a low estimate, 381 million. I right. saw another estimate that I'm, I, I'd like to kind of cross-reference that said something closer to like $1.8 billion in losses. And what the, these losses led to after they ended up buying these thousands of homes is it led to them laying off everyone that worked for the house buying sector of the company, which is 25% of the, their entire workforce. Um, and of course they didn't, they, they, he was right. They weren't displaced by the bots. They just realized that the bots didn't <laughs> fucking work. And so they hired everyone. So they, they made the, of course, the housing market worse. Um, and, yeah. and let's, let's, let's also keep in mind that they're not fire sailing these houses either. No. Right. And so they bought all these thousands of houses, spent all of this money, and and now they're going to trickle these homes out. Now and they're, now so they're holding. Well, they're not they're they're kind of holding. They're they're not trying to speed this out, right? Right. So they still want to try to make their money back potentially, even while their stock prices are dropping precipitously. It's really bad. And so they're they're trying to sell these off, but because of the fact that they're still holding on to these as they're trying to sell them at like a reasonable rate, assuming that they're able to, they uh, are still making it so that there are thousands of homes that people could be living in and buying and selling mm -hmm. that just aren't available on the market elsewhere. Um, and so, of course, increasing the price of houses and increasing this this housing crisis that is only kind of artificial to begin with. Um, and so making it substantially worse. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. I love this story so much. Um, it's so awful. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah. that's uh, I mean, geez, <laughs> it, it's so many things. Uh, and, and the article points it out. On the one hand, Zillow's failure is a typical infuriating business story. Some execs dreamed up something they couldn't could not execute. Blew it blew it blew up spectacularly, and the most obvious people to suffer from their decision are the many employees they'll fire. Uh, but also, yeah, no, the, I mean, the, the housing market in general suffers and, and the housing market is fucking insane right now, obviously. And, and guess what happens if Zillow's, uh, if even with dropping 25% of their workforce, if, if they're not able to sell off these homes and in fact, the company ends up, I don't know, going over, going bankrupt. Yeah. Who who gets all the homes? It's the banks, uh, yeah, right? Right. They they end up having to to give up uh, all all of this property, and so it just ends up going back to the same predatory people that are going to go ahead and and loan these out, and it's uh, going to be that same nightmare. And I've I've heard some reporting, but it's kind of hard to tell. But but there's there's some reporting saying that Zillow is going ahead, and of course, and, and this makes sense selling off these homes to rather than individuals of course to these like larger corporations mm -hmm. who are willing to buy it because the yeah. you know most metropolitan areas uh, all of the properties are owned by like three companies um so very good very cool yeah so so also to, to tie this into like the housing market in general you know um and, and especially back to banks is that's that's one of the, you know, the 2008 market crash where you had um, the bubble of real estate burst and all of a sudden, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are defaulting on their loans. And the, the real like tricky, grifty sort of element that happens there is... Um, you know, you had, you had all these bank loans on properties, whatever the banks were given the money to absorb their losses, uh, because Obama is either a dumb piece of shit or a corporate shill doesn't really matter which, because functionally the same thing happened, which is the banks were given money, not, not the individual people who purchased these, these houses and were, were now defaulting the banks were given the money and it was trusted whether it's genuine or not in intent it was trusted that the banks would just forgive all these people when they had no incentive or like legal clause to have to forgive these people right and so and, what happened and, is they came into possession of all these these houses that they could now kick people out of and so they've made their money on the house to begin with and now they can double their money by selling it to somebody else who now has to pay a mortgage for the rest of their lives. Right. And in choices like in 2008, where, you know, uh, Obama and, and the, all these different transitional and semi-transitional and non-transitional teams, you know, yeah. during the election ended up making these decisions. The one of the reasons that they ended up giving the money uh, optimistically one of the reasons that they ended up giving the money to the banks uh, rather than individuals is because the banks ultimately were going to make it so that if they were no, no longer solvent, right, if they didn't have money, they would not be able to do things like pay payroll for companies yeah. like, again, 
let's bring up McDonald's again, yeah. right? Because this is an actual example where McDonald's was not going to be able to pay any of its employees because of the fact that they do not actually have that cash on hand. They yeah. need to borrow that money from the banks, pay pay their people, and then go ahead and you know reimburse. And so they found themselves in this bizarre crisis where you could either make it so that you had this rippling kind of economic crisis where the money in all of these interconnected debt-based systems uh, just kind of disappeared, um, or a bunch of people could lose their houses a little bit further down the line. Um, and um, I mean, obviously, either one is going to be a horrible choice. And I think the two, two the choices made around 2008 were the wrong ones. For sure. But that's like ultimately the reasoning for it. But but it's, you know, the it was um, the the reason that shit was so bad wasn't even because the wrong choice was made about how to fix it, but because there's inherently no good way of fixing a system that is so Absolutely. fucked yeah, up. No, it's, it's a system that, that uh, demands and thrives off of precarity. Yeah, and, financial Jenga. And, right. And yeah. And sometimes those lines uh, between like, what's precarity like what's teetering on the edge and actually falling off of it are so blurry that people just end up falling off of it yeah and and there's no there's no guardrails of course because you can't have guardrails on a system that's meant to be precarious yeah otherwise it wouldn't be precarious and so um when you don't have guardrails on something things are going to inevitably fall off and it's uh, it ultimately falls on the government to decide who falls off and who they they you know attach some lifelines to and what they chose was oh we'll we'll attach the lifelines to the bank and you know we both agree on they made the wrong decision there because you know whether or not it would have been like maybe a little bit more tumultuous for a little bit longer you give the money to the people who actually need the house, hmm. um, live in the house and have a stake in the house and they will pay off the house to the bank. And then the bank will pay off, you know, all the, the loans or, you know, what, whatever financial agreements they have with other companies, whatever. And that may take some time, but at the very least you don't, uh, create a massive housing crisis, which is what we have now. And, and, you know, you, you know, I've been, I've been making memes recently about architecture because we're both working on a project. Uh, mine has more to do with architecture than yours, but uh, we're kind of doing some overlap, but uh, you know, one of the memes that I made was, was about uh, Yimby's, which is where they see this, horrible Cthulian like nightmare building of like, yeah, build it. It's fine. Yeah. It, <laughs> it'll give people houses. And, and what I'm referencing there is like the five over one buildings, which uh, if, if you haven't done a lot of research into five over one buildings, it's uh, five wooden stories above one story of concrete. The, uh, the bottom story of concrete is usually shop fronts and then everything above that is uh, is like tenant rental spaces, um, but but the thing is that they're they're made out of uh, uh, dimensional lumber, and then they're also made out of wood that's like heavily soaked in basically fucking oil. 
Hell yeah. And and so like OSB uh is just wood chips soaked in glue oil. And when these things uh you know are being built, sometimes they catch on fire. Um hopefully they don't. But ultimately what, what happens is over like a, a decade span of life, they're just shitty fucking buildings that uh you know the the most cost effective measures have been taken in building them and so you get all these water intrusions the buildings just start fucking disintegrating because it's just wood chips held together by glue and water is a solvent and so you just you just create this fucking mush of a building that's not going to last and and so that's what yimbies do and then nimbies are like Oh, I've got all this open land around me, but don't you dare fucking build in my desolate wasteland because, you know, it's going to ruin my view of the desert or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, it rules. It, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's very, very cool. Um, last kind of note, and I, I don't have a link for this because I, I wasn't necessarily thinking of, of bringing it up here today, I but maybe uh, it find something, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, maybe, uh, but um, there are reports ports uh now even even after it was made illegal to have manganese piles in chicago that there are there is uh, manganese being found in the air uh, which means it's actually in the soil as well uh 2018 oh, oh, sh bill chicago facility 2021 i know that's one of the ones along the river there um but um yeah so uh manganese is along with uh with lead like this fucking viciously neurotoxic uh yeah. chemical and uh i mean it's not as bad as lead and you do need like trace amounts of manganese in your body but you need trace amounts of all sorts of things that will kill you um but um the the awesome it's so so dystopic but there are instruction manuals for how to deal with manganese okay uh so maybe that'll uh That'll be fun. But um, these, there was another one from 2019 as well, but uh, air quality ordinance there. I don't know. Uh, but so the um, the instruction manuals that they're using uh, for like saying how to deal with manganese in your yard and stuff is so creepy because they're talking about don't sweep because if you sweep, it'll produce dust and your children's brains will not develop. Um, don't use <laughs> don't use bleach because it's reactive and it'll turn everything in your house black. Um, soak down all of your children's toys uh, whenever they're used, like all this shit. And my favorite one, my favorite one, whenever it is windy, close all of your doors and windows and keep your family inside because the dust is made of poison <laughs> like and this is this is the entirety of these like southeast side communities which of course are also people that are working or were working in a lot of these spaces it's not so much factories now it's more so you know just like logistics plants uh, that are moving around these chemicals and uh, if anyone is like a metal worker or like a uh, a uh, uh, god damn it I can't believe the word just left my mind. When you use the fire torch thing to make the wood go, the, the metal go sticky. Welder. 
anyone like that like works with manganese right wow. and and the, these are all things that are necessary for a lot of this type of work um as is lead right but you are still like experiencing a lot of this buildup uh, you yourself working in one of these uh, plants and whatnot, but now your children also have it in their uh, yard. Um, last one that I think is really creepy about these instructions, I'll, I'll send you this manual we've posted up, but um, is that they, they mentioned that for some reason, uh, for some reason, uh, sandboxes are okay which seemed like the dustiest place a child can play. <laughs> um, so, so I don't this, fucking know. This is one of those like public health things where it's like, it's, it's not, uh, it's not like in a, a functional decision. I think that's being made there. No, it's no. like, can we really take the sandboxes away from the kids? Yeah, no, no it's, it's, it's total bullshitting. And I mean, Lightfoot, as you know, anyone that's familiar with with her in the most like distant Nightmare. way, <laughs> awful. When when the BLM protests were happening, she like literally she shut down public transportation right. in these spaces. Yeah. She ended up uh, as, uh, as like a, as a black lesbian decided. Right. Oh, these people want Black Lives to Matter. No, I'll shut down public transport. <laughs> Very cool. So people that were in in these uh, spots that were protesting weren't able to get home, and so they were getting kettled and shit. Yeah, cops weren't going into specific neighborhoods. It's like a certain type of revenge, essentially, and then of course like over policing others. Um, it was just a fucking nightmare, and of course like led by her, which I mean, Chicago has a wonderful history of uh, like very very awesome politicians and politically oriented people, uh, like the mob and Rahm Emanuel. So. <laughs> It's it's very also, good. Also killing Fred Hampton. So there you go. Good thing. Also, yeah. Um, but uh, that's my last dystopic thing. Cool. Yeah. So you know, there's there's probably more dystopias that we could look into. Limitless. Limitless. Yeah. It is the world we live in. Yeah. Which, which is ironic because these are all led by like ruling class people and billionaires, and and you would think they 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 are a limited uh, group of people, but. Um, the imagination is limitless and we're all well, money is speech. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, so we're all, if that's we're all living in their imaginations uh, because none of this shit is real uh, is, is, is the, the major takeaway from all this is uh, these, uh, these idiots, these, <laughs> these motherfuckers, these people who, if I were a man that still wanted to use the R word, I would use the R word for, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you listen to Elon Musk talk. He's not a smart person. Um, we, we didn't touch With, Jeff uh, Bezos. This your round. Old, uh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. We didn't touch yeah. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos has his own like fucking dystopia that he's trying to sell to everybody. Um, I mean, it's already in a lot of people's homes that the fucking Alexa, like I talked to, to the robot box that's always listening to me. And, uh, then a couple days later I get a thing that I asked for, um, you know, just like complete alienation of like supply chain and also alienation from, uh, you know, just, just the basic economics of your own homestead really at that point. Um, right. 
So yeah, there, there's plenty more dystopias we could look into. Uh, maybe, maybe this will be part of a series. I don't know. I, I always promise, I always promise series, and, and then we we only go back to Peter the Great uh, every couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as far as pitches go, um, so so I mentioned that uh, at, at the top, I mentioned that today was my last day at the city job. Uh, the city job has been a fucking slog that has taken up lots and lots of my time. Um, the new job, I assume there's going to be some kind of like uh, period where I'm getting my head wrapped around things, getting assessments assessments done, uh, getting you know into the swing of things. Um, but from what I can tell, it's going to allow me a lot more time to do things, uh, not work related. Uh, it's a more flexible schedule. It's more uh, goal based rather than like, are you chained to a desk for a certain amount of hours based? Um, so I'm hoping that I can start uh, wheeling out some more content. Obviously, I've been talking about some deep dives that I've been wanting to do for a while, but I think this is actually like a point where it's really going to happen. Um, also, the the Patreon. Um, the Benzo Rehab Dungeon will always be a free broadcast. If you would like to contribute to this effort, it would be appreciated, not required. I won't look down on you if you don't. I won't look uh, up to you if you do. I'm not selling it either way here. Completely honest neutral. Man. I, I am an honest man. Um, but uh, yeah, if you, if you would like to contribute to the Patreon, if you enjoy the content, if you would like to help support it, uh patreon.com slash benzo rehab dungeon uh obviously uh danko do you have anything to pitch just the usual uh workshop still going strong we're uh talking a lot about charles olson right now uh it's been uh, it's been good times uh been pretty consistent uh not a quarter semester so far um and uh we are of course <laughs> always able to have people uh people pop in uh whenever regardless of whether or not you have the context of the previous ones it's still something you can pop in and out of um yep. but uh that's patreon.com slash truncata t-r-u-n-c-a-t-a uh if you want to sign up for it uh that way you can get things like lectures uh but uh which are in fact back up and running um and uh if it is not an option for you to pay or if you just kind of don't wanna uh you can just ask again uh deebs or myself generally over instagram uh for the link uh each saturday from 11 a.m until 2 p.m pst uh and uh, we'll set you up with uh, the prompt the readings the zoom link the everything absolutely yep <laughs> all right well um genuinely Hope John is okay. Uh, Still isn't, yeah. It's been three hours. Yeah. Haven't heard from him. Kind of concerned. Uh, we love you, as always. Please take your medicine. Please take mine, too. And share with your friends. What, what was that? <laughs> that, that was uh, hopefully not the ghost of John. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs>